Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Final Show Films. I'm John, your executive producer here. I want to thank you all for tuning in. I particularly want to thank our patrons at patreon.com slash fsfilms uh, and our $20 tier supporters there, Drevy and Alexander Smith, Bates, Cat, Waterflame, and L, without whom we wouldn't be able to do nearly as much uh, as we do already. So thank you very much for all your support over the years. Uh, and if you're watching live, uh, please be sure to sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Grand Terra Shadowfront. I'm Sinstaku, your game master for the evening. Black Lives Matter and trans rights and human rights. Um, I'm joined this week by William. Hi, I'm William, and I'm playing Valdez Stonebeard, the Dwarven Samurai. And Holly. Hey, I'm Holly, and I am playing Vespia, the Tiefling Channeler. And Craig. Howdy, I am playing Grumman Bellmender, the Dwarven Way of the Drunken Master Monk. And Mara? Hi, I'm Mara. I'm playing Titania Valkorian, a ladrin druid of the Circle of Grim Harvest. And Alana? Hi, I'm Alana. We are the Capable System, and um, we are playing Annabella, the um, Human Ranger. And also, look at my earrings. What are they? Yo, they're D20s. They're, they're D20s. D20s. Oh, uh, mm-hmm. Those are great. Fantastic. And Jack? Hey, everybody. I'm Jack. I am playing Gentmanar, the half-elf spell-slinger Triggermancer. And Cody. I'm Cody. I'm playing Ithram Valar, Hobgoblin War Wizard. We unfortunately will not be being joined by Nikki or Jeremy tonight. Jeremy might join later, depending, but Nikki definitely is a no. So uh, they will be back hopefully next week, but we pick up where we left off. When last we left off, uh, the group had managed to defeat the dread titan Madiri uh, um, by whittling him down to zero hit points, realizing he was immortal, going fuck shit, fuck shit, fuck shit, and then Titania trapped him in a jar. Or a lantern in this case. Basically, yeah. Like you do. Hmm? Uh-huh. That's where we pick up. So... <laughs> Uh, so, everything is quiet. The only sound you all are hearing is the sound of distant waves crashing against a shore out of sight. I uh, immediately feed a potion to Scuzz, because Scuzz was dying. The sound of Scuzz chug, uh, chugging down a health potion being shoved into uh, his mouth by Grumman. Uh The wind, the very cold wind, whistling past... And the collective heavy breathing of the Steelhearts, having just finished a series of battles. Oh. I can't believe that worked. Can we not do that again before we've got God-killing tools, please? Just gonna point out, I did say the skeleton probably was gonna attack us. So, yeah, let's maybe take a break. Yes, we're being caught unawares, though. I feel like we did rather well. Is everybody all right? 
Well, Scuzz isn't dead. I say looking and over at Scuzz and Grumman is putting his all right. Yeah. I think we're all... Gens got a little bit of a hitch in his giddy-up, but he's go ahead upright, and, uh, upright and mobile. <laughs> go ahead and roll that uh, health potion for Scuzz. Sure. Look Vespia over and see how she's... looking. How beat up. She's... Mm, I mean, she's at half health. Significantly less beat up than you are. But yeah, you're probably worse off. Yeah, hang on. Everyone get close. I'll do a mass cure wounds. On. I can get up to how many? Six, six of us? Uh, fifteen. Pretty, pretty poor roll, but fifteen, 15 is not zero. Get, get over <laughs> here. Can I? Yeah, I. Gens I going to look over a corpse or what's left of the corpse. There is no corpse. It it, it blew away as so much dust in the wind. There is instead a pile of gear there where he had been yeah. standing. Oh, what do we got? I'm I'm gonna do it before. Right now, before you touch anything that's possibly cursed. Oh, he's um, not touching anything. He's he's got he's got one of his hand axes out. And he's sort of nudging the pile around. Yeah, I before believe. you knock something over that is potentially. It's a cursed. thirty foot radius. If you put it between us, you can reach him anyway. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm gonna do this on. Um, I can honestly, everyone but me. Okay. I'm 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 yep. down forty hit points out of my hundred and sixty-six. Perfect. Fine. So I'll do mass cure wounds three d eight plus five. Uh, Jeremy's in the chat saying, "God damn it, Gint, stop touching things." <laughs> <laughs> I'm not That's touching it. it with my hands. That is my job. My body. You'll notice how he didn't say not touching it, just with his hands. Um, so in the pile of items that you're looking at as you are being healed reluctantly. Um, you find a small, <laughs> a a small belt pouch embossed with the symbol of a griffin, uh, a small uh, sphere that seems to be made of uh, interconnected golden uh, um, pieces, um, a pair of very uh, fine-looking pants, um, uh. Woven gauntlets that have been woven seemingly of some sort of uh, silvery material that looks like metal but flexes like cloth. Um, a gorget, which is for those who are not familiar with armor terminology, uh, is a piece of the armor, a piece of a full play armor that uh, wraps around and protects the neck and sh and up tops of the shoulders. Um, your clavicle guard, this. right? Yeah, yeah. It's like it's your Kinda. throat. It's your throat guard specifically. Okay. Um, it it just happens to also protect you know the, this the uh, section that someone would reach around your neck to try and strangle you. Yeah. yeah. Well, or slice with a sword, etc. Um, it's a vampire shield. Got it. Vampire, <laughs> uh, a uh, set of a set of armored greaves, a helmet, uh, uh, the the robes that were being worn underneath the gorget and the rest of the armor um a silver a silver gauntlet with a large metal ring of a similar metal that's distinctly different from the uh rest of the metal on the uh, well almost all the rest of the metal um 
Wait, so there's two sets of gauntlets? There is a single gauntlet, and then a pair made of, of woven silver. Okay. Made, well, no, there there are two there are two gloves that look like woven silver gauntlets, and then an actual proper metal gauntlet. Um, okay. Along with a large silver ring and a smaller and a smaller signet, all three of which the single gauntlet, the she, the, the 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 ring, and the uh, the large ring and the small signet ring. All seem to be made of the same material. Uh, the signet ring doesn't have like a traditional, does not have like a traditional gem or setting. Instead, uh, the signet is formed. The signet is formed by the absence of metal. Uh, it's a it is a hollow signet as opposed to a full on sign. No, um, like a recessed kind. No, it's like completely. You would see flesh if you were if you. Were. Oh, okay, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Um, there Hope is. You don't like mind hot wax. There is a. Uh, there is a. Um. Uh, a sword hilt that that seems to have no blade. Um. Off of which fell. Off of which fell a large. Uh, Actually, no, no, no. Uh, I wasn't even there. Um, within the within the robes, there's a large red gem. Uh, there is a staff that is ornately carved uh, with red and gold accents, and what seems like a dragon's uh, what seems like a dragon's head on one end of it. Uh, and there is, oh, sorry, not a dragon's head. It's a it's a it's a it's a like a torch bit, like a torch sconce almost. Um, and there is a book that has golden gilded pages and the uh, embossed and an unembossed face on it. Walk up after Titania's viewless. Ghent is, uh, yeah, just kind of edging things around, not touching them with his hands, um, and just keeping an eye on where everybody else in the group is as well. Hmm. You are all keenly aware at this point, as your breath is beginning to slow, uh, of the extremely cold wind whipping past you. Uh, and goes in his bag of holding and starts pulling out his winter clothes <laughs> that he'd packed. <laughs> when we were in Taram, I think. Yep. No, uh, sorry, uh, Core. Uh, Anyone who'd like to can make a nature check, by the way. Yes, I will. I will do that. 19. 17. Oh. Damn it. 11. There. 17. And can I try to get a fire going? Uh, yeah, you know, there'll be a survival check, unless you have something specific you want to use to set it. Uh, I don't think I do. Um, I'm. I, I. I think I still have winter on my suspenders, so yeah. I'm. I'm okay. So you're, you're fine, oh. but uh, so everyone, everyone that rolled a ten or more, um, everyone can tell it's cold. <laughs> That's fairly easy. In fact, it is freezing cold. You can all tell that. Um, those of you that rolled a ten or higher, you're definitely in northern, in this, mm-hmm. the, the northern section of Leftheria, which is roughly where you estimated this place to have been, um, based on the temperature, time of day. 
Um, and it is almost like, like from where you're at, from what you can tell, it's almost sundown. Um, which means that what feels right now to be roughly negative 13 Fahrenheit is going to get a lot colder, a lot quicker in an hour or so. Which means we need to find shelter immediately. Ithram, how are we set for shelter? Grumman, very, very easily you can set a fire. You can, you can set a small campfire. Um. Okay, I'll I'll wait to hear what Ithram has to say. How how long has it been since we left? That's been it's the same day. Uh, so it's 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 the end of the, the day. Yeah, the moat. it's the end of the day. So it hasn't quite been twenty four hours yet. Okay. Um, I could cast it. I could get a shelter. Uh, one moment. I, uh, I I've got my tuber. If uh, you don't want to tax yourself uh, by casting the spell, I have something. By all means, if and, you have... I was going to say, yeah, get towards towards Vespia and just kind of gives her a thumbs up. I'm trying to It would to be find... the last expenditure of the energy I have left. And I'll just hold out my regular sack and start mage-handing the uh, Kestrel stuff into it. Okay, John, you gave me a thing... That uh, yeah. turns into a house, and I can't... Oh, I found it. Okay. Found it? Okay. The cottage chest. Yes. yes. Okay. I just need to find details about it. Hold on. Hang on. Cottage chest. Fantastic. <laughs> yes. Let me grab the item, because I did not upload it. It's one of the ones that I haven't uploaded yet into... Uh, roll 20. Into roll 20. D20. And there. Uh yes. Oh, um, so hang on one second before you while you're while you're gathering things, a thing's about to happen uh to you, Ithram. Mage hand. Yes, okay. mage hand. Awesome. There is one way to learn. That is by touching. <laughs> works. Um, I feel like we're not four, so I think we. How else will you know fire is hot? Sometimes people tell you not to touch it. Uh, hang on. All I'm saying is, y'all didn't see me over there touching it. Is somewhere over here. I just have to find it. Why can I never find the things I? Get? I found it. It's in. It's in one of the things you sent to me over Slack. Yeah. I'm currently reading through it. Pulling it. I'm. 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 Stop. I'm no longer looking for the item in my computer, and I'm just pulling it up on the ledger. Okay. Uh, since right. Ithram's so, uh, got the so items. Vespia, Vespia pulls out a one foot long chest that looks like it looks like a cottage. Like 
uh, the platonic ideal of a of like a of like a um, of like a Highlands cottage, but it's like a foot long and it's a ch- it's very clearly a chest. Um, you put it on the ground. Yes, I'm assuming you activate it. All right. Yes. Uh, she speaks a command word, and uh, you watch as the little green door. It's sort of like a it's a it's a like sort of a like a plaster looking side with a blue roof with a blue roof, a small chimney that has some smoke coming out of it. As she says the word, this this green wooden door kicks open and the the chest immediately enlarges rapidly, 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 growing itself up to uh the size of a proper cottage. It is a two story building, it's forty feet wide, sixty five feet long, uh and standing before you. It's sort of like crushed a little bit of the ruins as it's expanded. Just pfft, bits of wall fell over. So we're effectively like a whole group of snails. Lots of people with houses that you can carry with you. Apparently. <laughs> this should work for this evening. It's rather charming. Where'd you pick that up? Oh. <laughs> One of the other worlds I've been on before. So, um, I love you all. Can we go in now? Yes, it is quite cold out here. Go ahead. After you. These gods said something. I'm, was I'm going in. Uh, so, yeah, so as you all are sort of looking at that, um, Ithram, your mage hand touches the spell blade. Yes. And as it does, you look up and you realize you're not on the plateau. You're standing in a wide-open field. Dark brown grass. Old weapons from some forgotten war stabbed into the ground at various places where they fell. That blade is in your hand rather than in your mage hand. Unlit. And there's a figure just very slowly patiently walking towards you with a long spear in one hand uh, the handle of which is wrapped in uh, bandages long since used stained with old blood the figure stands at at a, at a distance looks to stand at roughly six foot or so but as they get closer you see that they seem much much taller than that they stop a distance away from you, and you recognize the classical interpretation of Coltier. This mottled green and black skin, dreadlock hair hanging down about their shoulders. You would say orc but does not have the jawline of an orc or the two, or the, the the tusks almost like if uh, almost like a hobgoblin as you're looking at him but again not quite right Lane looks over at you looks down at the sword at the sword hilt in your hand and you vaguely remember a vision you had had what seems like years ago now yeah. So you found it. 
Yes. Almost died, but this is your domain. This is the domain of those whose life belongs to conflict. The blade you have there belongs on a battlefield, not in a prison. The man that held it before you was a friend. Honor his legacy. The story will be known. He continues to walk that same patient walk. It's the walk of someone who is never in a rush to be anywhere. Um, never really, but but has places that he needs to be. Um, and as he gets to you, you realize he's definitely somewhere in the wheelhouse of eight feet tall, at least at the moment. Mm-hmm. And reaches out with his with his with his free hand and claps you on the shoulder. You have a hell of a fight ahead of you. Don't rush into it blind. If you want your allies to come out of it alive again. War is not bloodlust. It is a purpose. Think and observe. And as he lifts his hand off your shoulder, you feel stronger, sturdier than you had been before. As you achieve, as you are given the blessing of Coltier, which increases your constitution score by two, and permanently increases your maximum constitution to twenty-two. Oh damn! Damn. And as he Hell walks yeah. past you, you're back on that plateau, and there's a burn on your shoulder underneath the armor. So, uh, Gent's probably the closest, so he'd probably see Ithram grimace a bit, and then just kind of thousand-yard stare for a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, is the... Or is the hilt in his hand now and not in the... Yeah, it's in your hand. Okay. For the rest of so... you, you didn't really... There, no time seems to have passed. You were looking over the cottage. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Ithram's shoveling things into a bag, and then he sort of like stopped for a second, and then grunted. Yeah, and he's just kind of looking over the hilt. Um, All right there, brother. Better. Yes, yes, much better. 
the visor comes back down again and he just kind of looks at you real quick <laughs> flips it uh, back up the visor does it have detect magic on it i forget um not yet i think it still has one more stage to go let me take a look yeah what what stage is it at right now it's at awakened right now um yeah no uh does not nope it just gives me advantage or unless i uh take particular actions um and i can see into the ethereal plane all the time so you know that's always fun so as you pull it down onto your mm-hmm. face and look at him there is an explosion of light as you get knocked on your ass <laughs> um and you look and you see a figure standing just on the other side Mm-hmm. of Ithram that looks back at you and is very clearly looking at you. Okay. And you... Can I ID the figure at all? <laughs> make a religion check. With disadvantage, because okay. your eyes hurt right now. Sure. That's a 12. <laughs> uh, with a 12? That yep. Looks vaguely uh, goblinoid of some kind. Okay. Tall and goblinoid. Okay. No iconography or anything like that, though? No, not that you can identify. Okay. Flips the goggles back up. Are you okay? Fine. Did you make a friend? Uh, You notice uh, all of you that can... All of you that are looking at Ghent. Ghent doesn't notice because he's wearing them. I uh, noticed that there's now a series of runes sort of like decorating the leather band of the visor, just glowing that weren't there previously. Okay, let's get inside. It's cold. Yeah, while we're Can't walking Take back. those goggles off and check the band. Uh, while we're walking back, it's, no, not a new friend, just one that's helped guide me throughout my, my no. region throughout our life. Well, he might be a bit closer than previous. And Ghent pulls off the goggles and gives Valdeth a nod. And, oh, that's interesting. Uh, so, yeah, the uh, because you... <laughs> because you witnessed a god with the visors. Yes, because you witnessed a god with the visors, it has now reached its exalted state. Oh, shit. Congrats. You looked at something. <laughs> <laughs> the, the... Sometimes you should stare at the sun, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> the, the exalted trigger that I had was seize a god. Okay. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> you just never looked at any of the right times. Nope, sure didn't. You do notice, if you put them back on, you do notice that there is a soft glow around Ithram's right uh, collarbone. Okay. Well, yeah, his right, your left, when you're looking at him. I assume when I look at, what what form is Sin in right now? Uh, Right now, Sin is Morgan, Morgan? but you Morgan? just see Sin. Oh, no, they see a bright aura. But I see a bright aura around yeah. uh, Sin. You can automatically detect delusions. You can see and automatically succeed on saving throws against them. And, and you get the, see you get the sense that that, that bright aura that you're seeing now is what you saw when you put it on earlier. Okay. 
Well, congratulations are in order, I suppose. All of us. Not inside uh, this cottage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, but yes, going inside. inside going this. inside. Yeah. All right. Walk and talk. Uh, inside the cottage is a kitchen, a dining room, and a large parlor with an ever-burning fire in its hearth. A curling stairway leads to the second floor, which has four bedrooms equipped with furniture you'd find at a modest, respectable inn. The first floor has six windows, and each bedroom on the second floor has one. Uh, yeah. Espia, your your chest is magnificent. It's even bigger than I thought it would be. <laughs> Just immediately. There's the number of times I've heard that. Oh, I, I can imagine. Look at the size of it. And he's just immediately off to the kitchen. Oh, don't tell him. No one tell him. Uh, as you get to the kitchen, there is actually an array of baked goods uh, sitting freshly cooked, freshly baked uh, on the counter. Valdeth, like, checks the raw holding for a second and is like... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> one is... Uh, Grumman is eating one already. What does it taste like? Uh, it's this, uh, Holly, what sort of baked goods are in your cottage? Probably a lot of, like, pastries and muffins. Oh, I was gonna say, and why are they all hot cross buns? Um, <laughs> so what, what, what muffin, uh, then, do you think he picks up first, Holly? Um, I'll go with blueberry. All right. Is it good? It's not only is it good, it's delicious, and it's enough nourishment to sustain you for a whole day. Very heavy. It's a Wait. good berry. It's a good blueberry muffin. <laughs> I, 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 oh, that's yeah. I forgot the other hilarious thing about our cook. Like, not only am I immune to poison, <laughs> I also don't need to eat or drink anymore. <laughs> it's still it's very nourishing. Hmm. Uh, having followed Grumman to the kitchen, I immediately go, so that's still our thunder. That's what? That's still our thunder. Seeing all the things that are already baked, we don't need to make food because there's already food. I know. Oh, it's like being on holiday for real. Oh, you got to have one of these, Annabelle. Here. Sure. Uh, we'll also try a blueberry muffin. It's delicious, and again, is enough nutrition to feed you for the whole day. There are eight. There are specifically there are eight bits oh, no. of food here now. Two have been eaten, so there's now six. I'm going around the windows. I'm making sure that, like, I'm checking for drafts. <laughs> how how cold is, is it? The is of this it is this? pleasantly warm. It is a it is a perfectly comfortable temperature, whatever each of you feels a perfectly comfortable temperature to be. Perfect. Okay. Interesting. So slightly chilled on the outside, but with the pleasant warmth of a forge on the inside then. To you. Everyone feels a slightly different temperature. Wow. Or something. Valdeth lives for the interplay of hot and cold. So if if Titania is making a circuit, Ghent yeah. is Ghent is waiting for her 
after two more windows from wherever she's at right now. Okay. To to get so whenever she gets there. Yep. Uh huh. And he'll just oh. stop her with a hand on the shoulder. Uh-huh. By the way, and Tanya. kiss her very hard. Oh. <laughs> For mechanical purposes, did you did you take the lantern inside with you? <laughs> or did you leave it outside? Yeah, I mean, don't I feel like not I she would have, yeah. Um, okay, when you I when you wanna... picked up when you picked up the lantern, it felt heavy okay it has the heavy quality now okay. um and everywhere inside this cottage is perfectly warm except for anywhere within two feet of that lantern okay. where immediately I... you feel the exact same level of chill as outside okay i'm probably still holding it but i i I think, like, when Gant intercepts her, she's, like, moving to, like, put it near the door, probably. She's like, okay, let's leave this right inside the threshold. <laughs> we should get Morgan to put that in a demiplane as soon as possible. Yeah, but... I don't think I should be carrying it around, probably. This needs to go somewhere safe. Darling, Morgan. you're magnificent. Thanks. I didn't think that... M- I... I... I'm surprised it worked. Morgan or Sin holds up both hands and then sort of like pulls at sleeves to gesture nothing up my sleeves. <laughs> yeah, but Morgan, like Sin, has the demiplane spell. It's just one of their arcanes, which is currently spent. Yeah. Sin is completely spent of spells. Yep. Or maybe at the bottom of the sea or some. I don't. We. There is a spell that I've read about. <laughs> Um, to hide such items and make it nigh impossible to find. Oh, uh, apparently they will say that they cannot put it in a demiplane anymore. Oh, okay. They okay. passed off demiplane. Okay, yeah. Gotcha. Um, well, in that case, sounds like a good spell. Um, hey, can you shape stone or anything, something to hide it in around it? Because I, this will make it nigh impossible, but depending on where we... yeah, I can shape I can shape stone. I think. Not right now, but Yes. I think I have that spell. I'm guessing. Uh... I don't think any of us are quite ready to do anything else tonight, so we'll get some rest and prepare the spells that you need to properly secrete this item tomorrow. Yeah, I think provided that we don't have to cook, um, we can just go ahead and everyone who needs to eat can eat, and we should rest. There are there are nine of us total, correct? There are nine. Yep. Okay. And eight um, pieces of baked goods, two of which have been eaten. Yeah. Um, right. So one person is going to eat. I will. I will make. I will make something. E- easy to drink like like a soup uh with a lot of you know it, he'll make a like a like a real buttery chowder for scuzz uh and then make sure scuzz is comfortable and and can get some rest scuzz will eat the buttery chowder 
Um, I think it's at this point because I haven't, I I haven't like stopped doing it yet. Um, I think at this point, Titania is going to, having set down the lantern and like, okay, we're okay now. Um, uh, is going to. Well, it the doesn't Reaper. actually happen until I do it. Um, it's going to wild shape into uh, a dog, uh, or like a actually a, like a large wolf kind of thing, um, because that'll that'll uh, dismiss the Reaper away. Otherwise, it doesn't go away until an hour. Good oh boy. Yeah. Uh, let me let me take a look at it real quick. Yeah, the Reaper manifests for one hour until you use this feature again to dismiss the Reaper or to wild shape as normal. Yeah, or until you, you die. That you can, you can dismiss the Reaper with the ability. Yes. You, until you use this ability again to dismiss the Reaper. Oh, okay. So I you see. just say that you dismiss the Reaper. Got it. Okay, I do that then. I okay. do, I do like that it's like a comfort form though. That's kind of nice. Yeah. So yeah, you uh, you watch as as Titania dismisses the Reaper, and the the black shroud that has engulfed her just peels itself away uh, as the the darkness that had engulfed her silvery scythe also pulls off, reforming into the Reaper spirit behind her momentarily before vanishing. Is that? Is Titania in private, or is that... No, I do that while we're standing there. We're standing over the the pot, starting to get the the base and the rue going. Roman is kind of watching. He says, So, are you up for talking about what happened today, or would you rather get some rest first? Um... I'd like some food. Of course. Well, you're welcome to some of the chowder, or there's all sorts of baked goods. Okay, I'm ravenous. If you'd like to sample the bounty of Espia's chest, it's great (laughs) bounty. Many have. (laughs) He's definitely doing this on purpose at this point. (laughs) Now that we'll grab a muffin and try one. Quite good. Jetson didn't pick it up yet. With twelve inside. Um, Ethel's so a little distracted right now. His yeah. shoulder kind of hurts. I just had a guy tussle my hair and say, "Good job, champ." <laughs> <laughs> Never had that before. Vespia is back, uh, wrapped around Ethram at this point. Oh no, Ethram's dad is definitely a hair tussler. It's just that when he every time you tussle your hair, you sink three feet into the ground. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna take a cinnamon roll. Start you unraveling it and eating it. And it is delicious and nutritious and enough food to last you a day. Excellent. Um, yeah. I'll sit down at 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 whatever table there is it's 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 again it's furnished at the moment kind of like a winter cottage so there's yeah, like yeah yeah i'll sit down at the table in the kitchen. hearth area kitchen i think and it's just kind of kind of stand behind and off to the side just a little bit mm-hmm. uh, once everybody's situated it's will pick the clearest spot and start 
laying the individual items out uh, with Mage Hand and start ritually casting Identify. Uh, so I want to I want to roll need on that spell blade. Mm. How long does it take you to cast uh, Identify as a ritual? Ten minutes. Ten minutes. So it's going to take you. Uh, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, uh, 100, 110, 120, 130, 140 minutes. Over, over two hours to identify everything, unless you want to spend your spell slots to do it quicker. Hmm? I, so unless what? you want to spend your remaining spell slots to do it quicker. I'll use two, uh, I'll take a minute to swap out one of my spells for identify so that I can do that. For, so for two of them, so it'll be a hundred and, so two hours exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, which one? Which two do you instantly uh, um, identify? Let's see. The he said the pants look nice. Hmm. Said they were yeah. nice pants. Been a while since I've had these pants. Uh, so, uh, robes and pants. Why not? All right. That's what got me on board in the first place. Robes and robes and and no. robes and I'm glad I'm not the only one. I'm not glad I'm not the only one. So you've instantly identified the pants and the robes. Because you've also identified two pieces of the Mage King's regalia, you also learn an additional fact. Um, he hasn't so I'll let you... in a while. <laughs> <laughs> you do. Well, no. no um, he's been undead. Yeah. The, uh, so you learn... Uh, and I'm putting this in your journal as well, but this I'll read out loud. Everything else you can you can reveal. Um, okay. You learn that the Mage King's regalia is a set of magical items designed for the Mage King to use. Any piece, the pieces that require attunement can be attuned independently of each other. But if you have all of the pieces of it, you can attune to them together. When attuned in this manner, the regalia only takes one attunement slot. The Mage King's regalia consists of. Ooh. Uh, the Mage King's Chronal Sphere, the Mage King's Gauntlets, the Mage King's Gorget, the Mage King's Greaves, the Mage King's Helm, the Mage King's Robes, the Mage King's Shield, the Mage King's Signet, and the Mage King's Trousers. While we yep. simultaneously with the rest of the regalia, the Mage King's uh, uh, the, the, the Staff and the Tome, you can tell, are not part of that oh, regalia. Okay. Well, the, arm, the armor set attunes as one, but the weapons are separate. Yes. Well, the armor set and uh, one additional item. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so... Mm, yeah. Uh, I mean, we're still under the tel- telepathic bond, so as he learns it, you all do too. All right, I'll put it in everyone's journals. Uh, so the trousers, the Mage King's dimensional trousers... Uh, this flashy set of pants has four pockets that each lead to a special extra dimensional place space. Each pocket is six inches wide of the mouth and can hold up to 20 pounds of material, not exceeding a volume of two cubic feet. The pants also weigh one pound, regardless of their contents. Placing an object in one of the pants' pockets follows the normal rules for interacting with objects. Retrieving an item from the pants requires an action as your hand rummages around inside for a few moments before finding the item it's looking for. If the pants are overloaded, pierced, or torn, they rupture and tear, scattering their contents in a 300-foot radius around you. Cashing the mending spell of the pants daily for 30 days restores the pants' connection to the extra-dimensional spaces. If one or more pockets are turned inside out, their contents spill forth unharmed, but the pocket must be put right before it can be used again. 
Breathing creatures inside the pocket can survive up to ten, up to a number of minutes equal to 10 divided by the number of creatures minimum one minute, after which time they begin to suffocate. Placing the pants inside an extra-dimensional space created by a bag of holding portable hold or similar item instantly destroys both items and opens the gate of the astral plane. The gate originates where one item was placed inside the other. Any creature within 10 feet of the gate is sucked through to a random location in the astral plane. The gate then closes. The gate is one way and cannot be reopened. Does that include if the pants are being worn at the time? Yes. You can never hide in a portable hole if you are wearing those pants. Uh... Also, uh, while it, while it is implied, while it is implied, it's not explicitly stated. All of the pants connect to the same extra-dimensional space. Uh, so, if you put uh, something in the po- in one pocket, you can pull it back out of a different pocket. Okay. You're going to be able to do some really good street keys. magic, man. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I thought I I thought you meant all the types of pants like this connect to the same thing. <laughs> you're like. That's what I don't I remember meant. eating this type of gum. What? <laughs> uh, and this then, is not my brand of cigarettes. We have to go downstairs because the baby is being complicated. We be back. Okay, bye. The Mage King's robe. Uh, this robe is lined with comforting wool. As an action while wearing the robe, you can expend any number of hit dice to reach out and touch a willing creature other than yourself, causing it to regain 1d8 plus 2 hit points per die expended. When you do, that creature also gains advantage on the next ability check or attack roll it makes before the start of your next turn. This is the ability that they gave to Titania. Um, uh, once this once this property of the cloak has been used on the target, it can't be used on that target again until the next dawn. That's cool. Um, I'll say robes. Quite, quite a hole we've pulled up here. That's not even all of it yet. Oh, and so yeah, then give you me a couple also, hours, and I'll get the rest. All of you also learned the the since since it's te- being telepathically transmitted, all of you also except for Sen also learn um about the the way they attune. So everybody's just going ooh ah, and Sen's just like, what the fuck is going now? <laughs> <laughs> Probably much to Sen's annoyance, Grumman is like narrating as it's coming over. <laughs> <laughs> and that very sort of like like so, holding on the phone, he's like, "Oh yeah, right, yeah." So, so what he's saying now is, so I will put these all for you because you're going to be you're going to be the one spending two hours identifying them. I'm going to say no one else can learn what they are until you finish identifying all of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So while Ithram is spending two hours straight identifying shit, the rest of you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Has Ithram eaten anything today? Yes, in the last. Half hour, probably not. Vespia will grab a muffin and place it in his hand. Eat, please. Alana says we're going to sit and talk to Titania. He he takes a bite (laughs) and then sets it back down and continues and flips another page. Vespia just stands next to him, staring him down. Eat all of it, please. Yeah, he eats it. Is enough food for the day. Thank you. Welcome. Uh, so Annabella sits down to talk to Titania. Yep. I'm sitting Presumably there. with everyone else also sitting down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Again, staying standing, there. but yeah. Mm-hmm. He's there. He's there for the convo. So, how are you? Okay. Um, pretty good, actually. Like, that was... That went all right. I've still got 
a lot of reserves left, so. That was um, intense. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. Which parts? The, like, lanterns? I didn't know the lanterns. Uh, yeah, the, the lantern and the the re- I think I don't think I've seen the reaper before. Yeah, maybe I just don't remember seeing the reaper. That, that was also really, really impressive. You've gotten to be very powerful. Practice. Hmm. I would say I envy you. I spent most of my life, well, preparing to serve you. So I think it's. More, I admire you, and I respect your power. That came out wrong. Likewise, we did that all together. All I do is shoot things, but thank you for your grace. Do more than shoot things. Everyone in this group had to work together to do that. Mm. I suppose so. Vespia, the cinnamon roll is amazing. Thank you. Delicious. And leans yeah, over a little think? bit towards Annabella. Don't worry. Team, we just shoot things. Are the coolest ones here. <laughs> you know, I think I'll let you have that. Although, your gun quite impressive as well. It wasn't the first time I saw it because I thought you stole it, but knowing what I know now, it's quite a piece of machinery. It really is. I wouldn't have been able to build something like this myself. <laughs> Sorry, you thought I stole it from who? From the general. Right. Yeah, that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I almost used my bow to shoot you in the face and take your gun back. Well, I'm sure he would have been happy to have two of them. Um, he would have been... I don't know. He, he was dead. So He was already dead. He was already dead. He was dead. That's why I thought you stole that. I officially am glad you didn't. I am also glad I did. Grumman, do you had something to ask? You're muted, Greg. <laughs> Grumman has, has sat down nearby and is just eating popcorn. Um, he will um, uh, say, oh, uh, right. Um, chocolate to be ready. Uh, and we'll go over to the stove where he's got um, a kettle on and we'll come over and start pouring everybody some uh, hot chocolate with a little float of cream. Um, and said, I just, that was the first time, I mean, that your whole shadow friend, I, I'm not sure what we should call them. Uh, that's all sorts of new, but this is at least the first time that I've seen you um, bond in the way that you did. Is that... Is it all right for you? Is it, uh, is it a, a good feeling or anything that's uh, 
because I, I, I'll be honest with you, it's a bit, uh, it's a bit frightening to see. Um, but just I, because I wasn't yeah. expecting it, not not that I'm afraid of you uh, or, or or want you to feel odd about it, but just uh, I was a surprise. That's all. So if you feel like talking about it, maybe you could uh, tell us a bit more. You know, I forget people outside Faram aren't accustomed to seeing things like that. I've never seen her do it. There's some pretty interesting magic that comes out of Faram. Oh, is this, so is that uh, sort of Sunday formal wear sort of thing? The sort I wouldn't of, say that. But. The, sort, the sort of thing... The Tyrian society has a very close relationship with life and death. Dagoth is one of their primary deities, aside from <laughs> the god emperor himself. So the sight of necromancy and death-related magic is not uncommon in Tyrian society. No, no. I I, I sort of cottoned on to that the first time I signed up and was handed the uh, you know the resurrection contract. But uh, just seeing it in person was... Uh, like I said, I, I just I don't remember you doing it before, and uh, I know it's been a busy year, but uh, I assume that's a result of some of your uh, your new studies. Yeah, that's it's it's a Reaper spirit. Um, John, I'm trying to. I think you gave me a name for it at one point because I remember German yes. asking this stuff before, and I'm blanking on it. Hang on, let me find it. Eight oh, sorry. I remember you gave me a specific name because we were going to yeah. name it your, your Reaper spirit's going to be real sad you forgot his name. <laughs> well, you know... Now, now we now we find out if John and I were naming were naming our Reaper we're naming the Reaper ghosts along the same lines. Probably not. Let me see... It was before the Look, fight, his name is it? Gabriel Reyes. <laughs> <laughs> That's not it. Nope. Uh, it's you, Jeremy. <laughs> How long ago? It was a couple weeks ago, wasn't it, that I gave you the name? It, it, yeah. it was, and I do, I do remember asking, but I don't think you had it at that point. No, I provided Maybe. it. I think I provided it immediately. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna. I just don't remember it off the. I'm top gonna of duck head. back behind there. my there. aid intelligence or whatever Grumman has and say that I don't remember. Uh, Wait, trying to find it. It's by, like, y'all made a lot of rolls. <laughs> a little bit. Sorry. You threw us against an 18-stage boss fight. <laughs> there was a three-stage boss fight and then a separate boss fight. You just happened to deal, all with, them, deal with all of them. It, it, was, a, it oh. was an initial three-stage boss fight and then a second two-and-a-half-stage boss fight. And, and there were just... three. There were three dudes in the first boss fight, each of whom had multiple stages. Let's just call it like it is. John's trying to kill us. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yes, I've not made that at all uh, obscure. Uh, uh, the end I of don't the world. See it in my notes. So maybe you didn't. We no, didn't I, put, I put it in chat. I'm okay. Uh, which is why I'm trying to find it. Well. We don't we we don't need to stop the stream for it. Yeah, at, at yeah, yeah. You can just keep going you can just, until I find it. Its name. Yeah, is, say you tell me. It, it, uh, Joral, that's it. Joral. Joral. There we go. Um, 
and the Druids of Taram were part of the circle of the Grim Harvest, which is about like the transition between life and death and making sure that it happens when it is time. Well, that can be, that can absolutely be a mercy. I can, I can certainly see. It seems that you all are very much in sync, moving together. Uh, does, uh, does your all have a, have a will of their own? Are they ever, ever able to come out? I will just, again, every time we see them, it, it's either mimicking exactly what you do or uh, like today, merging in with you. So just, are they ever out and about on their own? John, this is, do you want me to just make stuff up for this? Uh, they aren't, they aren't, they are, they are sentient, but they are not okay. animate. They can only okay. manifest at your will, basically. Okay. Um she's not gonna say it like that. Um They live in the death realm and they can only come over when you call them, basically. Yeah. Yeah. They're like not They they it's it's like anything you summon over from a another side of things. They're not it's it Jorl is not I don't know how to explain this. It's just a thing that happens. I don't, I don't mean to pry and... I'm another question, but I don't want to be rude. You understand? I know we've all had a long day. Uh-huh. It's... It's... No, what was your question? Well, again, I'm 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 not familiar with Taram other than 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 what I've learned through you all. But uh, I feel like based on that knowledge, I kind of have to ask: Is you're all related to you? <laughs> Jorol is a Reaper spirit. Has never been a mortal. Never will be. <laughs> okay. I was gonna say, you know? probably know that, but I realize you're not talking. No, to no, me. yeah, I'm talking to my. I have, I have to say, I understand the question. Grumman I, sort of Grumman looks over at at Annabella, like very clearly a little worried, and sort of whispers, "Was that rude? I'm not trying to be rude." No, it wasn't, but it, it's it's dreadfully a, inaccurate. It's a, it's amusing that I, I get where the question comes from because Tanya has yes. a line of divinity that she is related to, but Just different gods. Okay. Right. That so it's not immortal. That's not a spirit. Yeah, it's not. Are... It's it's not a mortal to make that yeah. clear. And it's not immortal either. No, it's, it's not a. It's like, not a. It's not a. It's neither. It's, it's not a living thing. It does. It's not alive. It's a. Uh-huh. It's a force of nature. It, it is. A, it is it's, a fragment of the death to, god. Titania's gonna swear in Sylvan and then like try and explain it and like it's, it's not. It, yeah, it's as alive as a lightning bolt is. <laughs> yeah. So, no, it's okay. not. Like not that I know of. So it's it's not. Uh... 
you know, we couldn't use it to skip a few steps on our quest then. What do you yeah. mean? Well, it's not, it's not, it's not an immortal then to, to stand into the role that we were looking to, to find so that you or someone else could ascend to that point. No. Right. Also, immortal things are invincible. That's the whole point of this. Right. Like, well, I, I just, I know it wouldn't be the, the, the final answer, but I thought, you know, maybe we could skip the whole step of somebody else try having to become a god. By the way, when Titania um, swears in Sylvan, um, Annabella uh, replies in Sylvan with the equivalent of bless you. <laughs> uh, it, the, the whole point of what we're trying to do, and like, I mean, we can't do it yet, clearly, and Titania will gesture over to the lamp of evilness that is now sitting by the door. Right. But um, immortal things die too right. everything does speaking of which what's our are we just going to carry that around with us i mean it... i be, i believe that ithram has a plan with a particular spell that might require yeah. titania's assistance based on what's been mentioned already I, that would make me a bit more comfortable i'll be honest yeah i, I was worried about that too uh, as, as I mentioned immediately after, let's not do that again until we've got god-killing weapons. Right, right, absolutely. Do, do we think one of those bloody great swords in there might be useful? I believe those swords were a manifestation of the pact that was keeping him sealed, and I don't think they exist anymore. That seems a right shame. Honestly, given the apparent relationship that the erstwhile mage king kestrel had with this being if he'd had the capacity to kill it with anything at his disposal i think he definitely already would have well, that makes uh, sense i you're probably right so while we've <laughs> garnered a number of very powerful artifacts i would presume we're still about where we were in terms of weapons that kill divine beings <laughs> What we have right now is a brilliant bit of a jail cell. But if the lantern cracks, we will be exactly where we were 20 minutes ago. Perhaps a bit worse, because then we won't have the thing we just used to stop that. Well, there are other things we do have, but we were... Titania's initiative definitely made it so we didn't have to experiment. Certainly the best decision we've made since accidentally waking up Kestrel. Gent, do you know anything about the sword that Ithram um, came across? I saw him holding it as I was coming in. But I didn't actually... Do I know anything about... Can can Gent make a roll to see if he knows anything about Spellblades in general or anything like that? I mean, uh, yeah, you make an Arcana roll. I mean, you've been told something about it, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he... Yeah, I can't remember what Ithram passed along to Eighteen. Um, Ithram hasn't identified it yet. Right. Um, mm-hmm. 
you recall you recall that a spell blade was described the, the spell gra- spell blade was described as being a weapon wielded by warrior mages. Um, specifically, it's meant to allow a mage to um, empower the blade with their own magic, mm-hmm. in order to provide them with an offensive ma- an offensive martial weapon that. Um, the f- a phrase that you recall reading one point is that a spell blade can make uh, a spell blade can make an uh, a mage into the equal of the mightiest swordsman. Yeah, it's a unique and very <laughs> very powerful weapon. It's designed to let those of us that are a bit more. Arcanely talented, stand toe to toe to an extent with those with a, of a more martial bent. Mm. Turn, turning a wizard into a warrior, basically. So you don't think it's legendary of any sort? Oh, I'm sure it's got plenty of legends associated with it, but in terms of being able to chop the head off of a god and keep it down, I don't know. I feel like it would have done already. Probably. That's actually a really good point. That felt like a much smarter question before I asked it, honestly. It's all right. It's going to be important for all of us, I think, to be as well-informed about our respective arsenals and those held by our friends part, part of in order I'm for so us very, to make good tactical decisions as we get confronted of, by things. I'm so very keen to find a weapon that According to history, has definitely killed an immortal being. I think that's part of my thing as well, and I'm a little bit nervous considering we have we started off looking for several of them, and so far we have zero. We 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 did find the regalia. I know that was the Mage King's regalia was one one of the things on our list. So at least we can check that off. I I, I do wonder as well. I know it's not uh, you you know an end in and of itself, but Having this this titan in a jar, so to speak, um, still might come in handy. I mean, um, when we're squaring off against your great great etc. Uncle, um, what if we sort of lobbed it at him and then bugger? I off think like that a... could make things very much worse, more likely than it could make things better. All right, I just you know like a beehive. You don't want to give you don't want to give Ternali in a new playmate. I don't want to win I, Pokemon I, battle. I, I feel I feel like the last thing the Titan would be concerned with is fighting the thing that can actually kill it, when it could be more concerned with fighting the things that couldn't kill it the last time it encountered them. I'm, I'm, and I'm then sorry. we're also, specifically responsible for imprisoning it. We don't have enough gym badges for this Pokemon to listen to us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Cody. Now, now all I can picture is like throwing the jar... And then standing back in the Titan rising up and going, just I like shorts. They're comfy and easy to wear. <laughs> I think um Grummond is underestimating the power of that old saw about the enemy of my enemy, also. Well, and no, I think yeah. The enemy of the enemy in this case. We're He's both our enemies. Yes, yes, you're absolutely right. No, I, I see where this is going now. Yep. 
I like that Git was like, well, no, I mean, what? You... Oh, wait, hang on. <laughs> no, that is what you're saying. Okay, okay. We're, we're, That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. We are the enemy of that enemy. We are absolutely. We are both their enemy and the enemy of their enemy. <laughs> we are the enemy of their enemy for both of them. <laughs> So that does raise a good question, though. We have crossed one thing off our list. Where do we plan to head next? John, did you say there was a glacier here or no? Uh, you didn't see one. Right. You're you're on you like do... sort of a you're on like sort of a cracked plateau where there is uh, where there is a ruin. You didn't really look around a whole lot before you jumped in the cottage. So I I, I had said Grumman was looking around for a glacier, but oh, uh, I missed I missed that. No, I, there was a lot going. There was a lot going on. Give me, a, do... give me a retroactive perception perception roll, real quick. Got it. There's a place up here that I need to see, and then we do need to find the ritual of apotheosis, whether we intend to use it ourselves or not. Um. So with an eighteen, you would have seen. Yeah, I mean, to the north, absolutely. There's like there are, there are ice, like. There's an entire continent of ice to the north. Um, but uh, mo more what you would have seen uh, with an 18 is the um, uh, the spires of buildings to the south. Okay. So the southwest. I just wanted to make sure we weren't like right next to the Everglacier and gonna no, miss it. No, no, no. no. You were <laughs> not right next to the Everglacier. But you All did right. see that there was there was some sort of like city to the southwest of you. Um, but on maps, I don't remember there being a city like up here. Grumman, Grumman will share that. I mean, it's it's Kestrel's kingdom is the thing to the south. I thought that the thing, was like the, the kingdom dead. that was hidden out of reality. Um, were there were there fires burning? Any sign of life or not? That you, all you could see was the spires of t of the spires of buildings. Okay. Beyond, beyond, very like rocky terrain. Got it. Yeah, like we also, ended up, I, we ended up in that red circle. The kingdom is to the south. Got it. I know I've weighed in on this before, but I really agree with Valdeth. I think that the uh, ritual of apotheosis should be high on our list, regardless Definitely. of who decides mm -hmm. who uses it. I don't, I don't want to leave that out there, but I also don't want to go after it without being prepared. I want to have at least one thing that can kill an immortal before we go after that. Oh yeah, I didn't mean we should go after it next, but I, I do think that it's like before we go like before we, we go and challenge him, I think that's absolutely something that we should we should go and acquire. Like that needs to be on our list as far as like things that definitely need to happen. We just fought an immortal thing. It wasn't a god, but it was an immortal thing. And we're mm -hmm. probably going to fight more of them. And I feel like an immortal thing will probably be somewhere involved in the battle for the for the ritual of apotheosis. I want something that kills those things before we go there. Absolutely, I completely agree. Right. And uh, which, uh, forgive my memory, which place do you need to visit while we're still in Lefaria, Paula? There is uh, an ancient lichyard to the north that Sin has pointed out to me that I need to see to make plans. Things are getting dangerous, and there's more threats that we have to deal with around here, and I need to know what I'm 
looking at before I try and make plans to try and deal with it. Is this a first death or mortal blade or... Neither. This is something else that threatens the plane that we might need to deal with at the same time. Right. Mm. All right. Mm. It might be relating to the first death, as far as I know from what Sims told me. But I doubt it. It's a place where death is very thin. Where it's, a, it's a place where the line between life and death is very thin, as far as I know. But this is supposedly a scar left by an ancient evil that might be in danger of coming back. And I need to see its scar to know how dangerous it really is. That's tomorrow, then. Do Does everyone have warm clothes? I do. I've still got the clothing we had from Isfeld. Or sorry, not Isfeld. Um, Yuskova. You're in Isfeld now. Yeah. Scuzz? I'm looking at Scuzz specifically, because Scuzz was the one... Uh, Scuzz and Vespia were the only ones who weren't... Who's never uh, been to yeah, Yuskova, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have things I can layer on. The clothes, the clothes that Scuzz have uh, wouldn't keep Scuzz warm in... Uh, in uh, Taram. Yeah. Much okay. less here. Um, I'm gonna. Scuzz, you should take my like cloak tomorrow or something. Hang it. You can wear my like like I have a short jacket and then it'll be a long jacket on you and I think that would probably work. Can I give Scuzz my my cold weather gear because I've got ways to deal with cold. Yeah. Too. Yeah, you can discuss your cold weather here if you want. Okay. I'll do that. So we're Not gonna lie, if the class had existed by the time I was changing Valdez's class, I might have turned Valdez into a Reaper. Is this Lichyard thing, like, connected at all to the Lich that we dealt with, or is No, this... I don't think so. I think it would be a different Lich. Okay. If I'm not mistaken, this is this would be related to the lich that Galadier drove out of Isfeld. All right. Well, unless we have objections, I don't mind charging off after a lichyard tomorrow. It, uh, according to the map, it shouldn't be too far. We should be able to make it there with a wind walk. And you can clear what, what was it two two squares in a day on a, two squares in a day walking and more if you wind walk. No, two squares in a day if you wind walk. Yeah, so we can get cross this one, cross this one. We can get almost there with a wind walk in a day. And this we'd this be on, this... we'd be near it at the end of the day with the wind walk. This is the same one that you were chasing down when we first met. Is that right? No, no, this is a different one. We're going to piss off all the liches at once, is our plan, <laughs> before we actually kill-kill any of them. Well, the lich won't be there anymore. This is, as I mentioned, this, if this is related to anything, it will be the lich that Galadier drove out of Isfeld. We've already got Which so many problems. Okay. We've already got so many problems. Are we sure we want to make one of them a lich? Hmm. We've got almost a hundred problems. I see where you're going with this. Uh, and we already have a lich as a problem, so we'll have to include that in the 
99 or so that we have. But no, if uh, if what I've been hearing about this is right, this might be far worse than any lich. I can't so exactly. <laughs> I want to see As it Grumman with my own... the question I, on I everybody's... Want see, I want to see it with my own eyes before I relate what I've been told. Because I want to know if it's true first. Darling, I, I, yeah, it's you know one thing to not cause a public <laughs> panic. It's another thing to drag us all to a lich yard and tell us, don't worry, it's much worse than you think, but I'm keeping it a secret right now. That's fair. The point, <laughs> here, the point here being, if this day, I, I still am not sure whether I believe this danger as far as it goes. But right. if it is truly what it has been told to me, it is far worse than any lich. All right. So we are running on rumor here. This might be unconfirmed. It might not be as bad as quite as bad as all that. What's the worst it could possibly be based on what you know then, love? A plane devouring plague that is not living nor dead, but consumes all matter in its wake and turns it into more of itself. That's rather terrifying. <laughs> You know, I really miss the good old days when we had, you know, a little time between days of, like, almost dying. Oh, we're going to. We have to travel all day and sleep tomorrow, and the next day we chase down this elemental whatever it is. I know. We'll Thanks, you. I love your optimism. I, I was going to ask, I'm new to this group, are you guys often this suicidal? Frequently. What I'm what I'm going to look at in the lichyard is not the thing itself, but rather the scar of its passage. All right. How can we be most helpful to you then? Keeping eyes open and not getting too close. Oh, that I can do. If something tries mm. to kill you, kill it first. Quite literally, my entire thing is not getting too close. So perfection. Um, no. Grumman sort of checks. Oh, are there are there individual rooms here in the cottage? There are four. Four. Uh, can Scuzz have been put to bed in one of them? Scuzz is currently being draped in Titania's cloak and also doesn't sleep. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So is is Scuzz in earshot? Yes. Okay. Never mind then. If you would oh, like right. to send Scuzz off on an errand to occupy, absolutely. But Scuzz doesn't no, sleep. <laughs> I want Scuzz to rest, so Grumman yeah. will not do anything beyond that. But we should definitely get some rest. And well, I'll take first watch. Happy to sit up with you, or I obviously you'd prefer one of your fiancés. Certainly wouldn't mind. Now, there are only four bedrooms, so some people will need to share. I feel like some of us will be perfectly fine sharing. I'm fine out here. I, 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 don't, I don't need a bedroom. Is there a cat? There is a bit of natural sharing that happens within our group, but... As she says that, Vespia will look at Ithram and give a wink. No, we Ithram all is, knew that. Ithram, Ithram is like halfway through the items right now. He's on, not paying attention on. to anything. Hold on. <laughs> Disadvantage for this perception check. All right. Disadvantage. Now is when I'll notice. 
He rolled two natural 20s. Um, <laughs> I can't see what I rolled. 12. 12. 12. No idea. <laughs> I'm leaving that one up to John. Yeah, no, you're you are you, not only did you miss it, you didn't even realize that your name was mentioned or that you that, that you were implied. Like, <laughs> you are you are deep in these items right now. Special interest, man. Mm-hmm. <sighs> like you just got to the gorget, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I I'm not certain if I put full stock in this danger as it has been expressed to me, but if it is exactly what it has been told. They give it a name. No. At least not a not one that I have been told. Alright. But I have been given some background on it. And if it's if it is what the th- if it is the threat that it has been told to me, that changes some of my plans, and possibly some of ours as a group. Fair enough. All right. So Garmin and I will take first watch. All right. And I'll let the rest of you figure out the rest. Mm-hmm. I'll take the second. So, before you all go to sleep, while you're still figuring out watches, is when Ithrim will finish his identifying. Excellent. So, Ithrim, would you like me to just... Sh- would you like to just share yes. the information mentally? Okay. Yeah. So, uh, I'm... He'll, gonna... he'll share it mentally and then explain it uh, for Sin. Alright, would you like to explain it, or would you like me to? Well, since Jeremy's not here, we'll just say that I explained it. Okay, I'm... <laughs> but, yeah. But yeah, for everybody else, yeah. Um, Yeah, you can do that. Okay, so the first item that you'll see being added is the Griffin Component Pack. The special component pouch is stylized in the fashion of the legendary Griffin Saddlebag, a classic motif in children's fiction. As an action, you can place an amount of coins equal to five gold plus the exact worth of a component you need for a spell you know in the bag and speak its command word, followed by the name of the needed component. When you do, the coins disappear from the bag and are replaced by the material component needed for the spell. Once this property of the bag has been used, it can't be used again until the next dawn. Uh, we're, it's, we're, not, we're not ignoring the rest of that. Just that's that paragraph is the only thing that's relevant. Okay. Uh, then there is the Mage King's Chronal Sphere. Uh, this brass sphere is roughly fist-sized and weighs one pound. It vibrates gently while you hold it, as, t- as tiny mechanisms were inside. While holding the sphere, you can use a bonus action to speak its command word, causing spectral clock hands to appear on its curved surface and indicate the current time. The hands remain on the surface on, on the cur- on its curved surface. Sorry, the hands remain on the surface of the sphere until you speak the command word again. This property only functions on the material plane. Spells. While holding the sphere, you can use an action to cast either the haste or slow spell, save DC 18, no concentration required, from it. Once the sphere has been used to cast in this way, it can't be used uh, It can't be used to cast that spell again until you expend a spell slot of third level or higher to restore the spell to the sphere. Nice. Doesn't require attunement. Does not require attunement. Um... 
the Mage King's gauntlets. This pair of rich silk gloves are guarded by an enchanted mithril shell that sporadically releases arcane power. You can use the gauntlets as a spellcasting focus while wearing them, and when you cast a spell using a spell slot of 5th level or, or lower, you can choose to roll a d6. If you roll a number on the d6 equal to or greater than the spell's slot level, the spell draws on the magic within the gauntlets instead of your own, and it's cast without expending a spell slot. These would be the um, the gloves that seem to have been made woven of metal. The, uh, gotcha. In-universe, in they're much more flexible than like the hard uh, mithril shell it describes. Um... The spell, the uh, you can choose. Uh, the spell draws the magic with the gauntlets instead of your own, and is cast without expending a spell slot. The slot must be of a level you normally cast. The gauntlets can provide up to five levels worth of spell slots in this way each day, and no two slots can be the same. Can be the same level. If the number rolled on the d6 is less than the spell's slot level, you cast the spell as normal and expend the spell slot. If you don't have the spell slot to cast the spell, the spell fails, and the, sp and the slot is counted towards the gauntlet daily provided spell slots. Um, so yeah, as an example. Uh, you've already you've already identified the dimensional trousers. So next is the Mage King's gorget, which I feel like I'm saying wrong, but I'm also feel like it is pronounced gorget. Yeah, um, I think it's gorget. This is gorget. This is the biggest one. Uh, first of all, it, it requires it's a gorget. It's gorget. Yeah. 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 It's a legendary item that requires a tunic by a creature of good alignment. So half of you are out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Actually, uh, I think I might waive that good alignment, but we'll, we'll see. Um, this magical gorget is imbued with the divine power of a plane, of a planetar, uh, and a planetar, and has been passed down through multiple generations, manifesting a different power for each wearer. While wearing the gorget, you have resist, you have resistance to radiant damage and gain the following benefits. If you have a feature that allows you can uh, that allows you to ignore class race, if you have a feature that allows you to ignore class race or level requirements when you use a magic item, you can choose to gain the benefits of one of these properties. Uh, you make you make this choice the first time you attune the item. Uh, so it basically has a number of different abilities that it gains based on if you have ten or more levels of a specific class. The one that will be relevant for Ithram at the moment uh, is the Dusty uh, Awards. Yes, the uh, the Wizard one. <laughs> yes, Celestial Awards. It. It's at the bottom. Very last one. Thank you. Celestial Wards. If you have 10 or more levels in the Wizard class, your AC becomes 13 plus your Dexterity or Intelligence modifier, your choice. In addition, Jesus. you have advantage on saving throws against spells and other magical effects. Uh, uh, things yeah. that might be relevant for others, because several of you are not any of the classes listed on this list. Unfortunately, you wouldn't get anything. Um, uh, Rogue for Scuzz. Heavenly Messenger. If you have 10 or more levels in the rogue class, you can use a bonus action to cast the invisibility spell, no concentration required, from the gorget, targeting only yourself. Once the spell has been cast, it can't be cast again until you finish a short or long rest. In addition, you can speak telepathically to any creature within 30 feet. With 30 feet of you, the creature understands you only if the two of you share a language. You can speak telepathically in this way to one creature at a time. Uh, we have a ranger, so side of the celestial sight of the celestial warden. If you have 10 or more levels in the Ranger class, you have advantage on Wisdom Perception checks and gain True Sight out to 15 feet. In addition, you can see up to one mile away with no difficulty and are able to discern fine details as though looking at something from no more than 100 feet away. Uh, we don't have a Paladin. We don't have a Fighter. We have a Druid. Herald of, uh, Herald of Omens. 
If you have ten or more levels of the Druid class, the Gorget becomes covered in vines and leaves. While wearing it, you always have the Control, Weather, and Insect Plague spells prepared. And if they, they don't count against the number of spells you can prepare each day, in addition, you can use a bonus action to summon a pair of white-feathered wings from your back. While the wings exist, you have a flying speed of 60 feet. The wings last until you are incapacitated, die, or dismiss them as a bonus action. Uh, we don't have Bard, Cleric, or Barbarian, but we do have a Warlock as our last thing. And a Monk. Oh, wait. Uh, does a Monk get anything? Angelic oh, Grace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Angelic so, Grace. Angelic Grace for Monks. Does if this not have... count as armor? No. If you have oh, ten okay. or more levels, it's a magic, it's a, wondrous it's a, item. It's a wondrous item. If you have ten or more levels in the monk class, your walking speed increases by ten feet, and you have advantage on the ability checks to resist being grappled. In addition, while you aren't wearing any armor, you gain a plus two bonus to your AC. And then Pact of the Voracious cool. Awareness for a Warlock. If you have ten or more levels in the Warlock class, you know you know if you hear a lie. If you hear hmm. a creature, if you hear a creature tell a lie, you can attempt to force the creature to tell the truth. A creature must succeed on a Christmas saving throw against your spell state DC or be compelled to answer the next question you ask it truthfully. You can use this ability a number of times equal to your charisma modifier and you regain all expected uses when you finish a long rest. Well, that's pretty awesome. When you, <laughs> when you identified that, Ithram, uh, you had a better understanding of what the uh, what Kultir meant when he said was a good friend. Or was a friend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next is the Mage King's Greaves. Uh, these mithril greaves feel weightless despite being made from metal. While wearing the boots, small jets of storming vapor pour from their sides when you move. While wearing the greaves, you are under the effect of the jump spell. Your movement speed increases by 10 feet, and you have resistance to lightning and thunder damage. The greaves have five charges and regain 1d4 plus one expended charges daily at dawn. While wearing the greaves, you can stomp the ground or tap your heels together as an action and expend one of their charges to create one of the following effects, or two charges to create both at the same time. You summon a torrent of wind beneath your feet, propelling you upward. You get a flying speed equal to your walking speed and can hover for ten minutes. Or you summon a battering whirlwind around you. Any creature within five feet of you must make a DC 17 strength saving throw. On a failed save, they take 3d8 bludgeoning damage and are flung up to 20 feet away from you and knocked prone. If the thrown target strikes an object, such as a wall or floor, the target takes 1d6 bludgeoning damage for every ten feet it was thrown. If the target is thrown at another creature, that creature must succeed a DC 17 dexterity saving throw or take the same damage and be knocked prone. If the saving throw is successful, the creature takes half bludgeoning damage and isn't flung away or knocked prone. Uh, next is the Mage King's Helm. I'm glad I'm doing this, because it definitely would take Ithram longer to say all of this in character. <laughs> <laughs> yes. this, and, and, and did I understand correctly that basically all of the, the armor pieces, the regalia, could most effectively be worn by one person, because they only yeah, take so, up single yeah, after... The sphere, uh, the trousers, the gauntlet, the gorgets, the greaves, the helm, the robe, the shield, the signet, can all be attuned at the same time by one person. So okay. the trousers don't actually require attunement. I was gonna and neither does the sphere. And yeah. yeah, neither does the sphere. But they do have to be to the all they do they have, all to have to be have together. To be worn together. Okay. That's part For of the, the rest of them. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Alright, that's what I was making sure. So like if you don't wear them all together, they don't require attunement. But if but whoever is attuning to all of them has to have those on as well. Okay. I see, okay. Um 
So effectively, the ones that don't require attunement do require attunement if you want to get the set bonus, basically. Um, so the Mage King's Helm. Uh, while wearing this item, you gain a plus one bonus to AC if you're wearing no armor. You can still use a shield and gain this benefit. In addition, while wearing no other armor, the helm becomes suffused with glory and glimmers for one minute whenever you land a critical hit with a weapon attack. While under this effect, you gain temporary hit points at the start of each of your turns, equal to half your character level, and friendly creatures within 10 feet of you can't be frightened. Nice. The Mage King's Shield. This is the other gauntlet that you saw, and yes, these can be worn with the, the Mage King's gauntlets. There, they would go over. Mm -hmm. um, an open metal shield and gauntlet offer the, this open metal shield and gauntlet offer a plus one bonus to your armor class instead of a shield's normal bonus whenever you are the target of an attack made with the metal weapon or projectile the bonus becomes plus three instead the shield hovers above the gauntlet to protect you as if you were wielding it leaving your hands free so it's a shield that you just get to have without having to actually take up your hand shooting star as an action you can throw the shield at up to three clustered targets you can see before returning it to your arm Choose up to three targets or points. The first target or point must be within 30 feet of you, and any additional targets or points must be within 10 feet of the one before it. You can't select the same target more than once. Make a ranged attack again with the shield against each target. You are proficient with these attacks and add your dexterity or strength modifier to the attack and damage rolls. Targets hit by the attack take 2d8 magical slashing damage. Once the shield reaches a target or point, it bounces towards the next target or point. The shield flies back to the gauntlet after reaching its final destination, bouncing harmlessly off of anything obstructing its path. Destiny Void Sentinel. I was going to say Xena's mm -hmm. throwing ring, but you know, you do you, I guess. Captain Literally America's a shield. shield. It's a Captain America shield. Uh, the Mage King's Signet. This, rough, a craft, this roughly crafted metal ring seems to have an otherworldly pull on other metallic items. While wearing the ring, you can spend one hour holding on to an object weighing no more than 25 pounds that is at least 50% metal. If the ring and metallic item are in contact for a full hour, they form a powerful and magically controllable magnetic bond. You can only have one item bound to the ring in this way at a time. Currently, the spell blade is bound to the ring. Uh, while the bound item is within 40 feet of you and unobstructed, you can use a bonus action on your turn to magically pull it up 20 feet towards you. The returning item bounces harmlessly against creatures and objects as it passes by. The Mage King's Spellblade. This item appears to be a short sword hilt. While grasping the hilt, you can use a bonus action to expend a spell slot of first level or higher to activate the sword, causing a blade of pure energy to spring into existence. The sword remains activated for eight hours, or until you deactivate it early using an action. Once you activate the sword in this way, you can use it as a spellcasting focus, and you are proficient with the spell sword for the duration. You can use your spellcasting ability instead of strength or dexterity for your attack and damage rolls using this weapon, which deals force damage instead of piercing damage. If you activate the sword using a third or fourth level spell slot, its damage dying becomes a d8, and you gain a plus one bonus to the attack and damage rolls made with it. If you use a fifth or sixth level spell slot, its damage dice becomes a d10, and the bonus becomes a plus two instead. If you use a seventh level or higher, its damage dice becomes 2d6, and the bonus increases to plus three instead. When you deactivate the weapon early using an action, the remaining magic stored with the blade erupts into a wave of energy. Each creature in a 10-foot cone must make a DC 15 dexterity saving throw. A creature takes 3d6 force damage on a failed save, or half as much damage on a successful one. If the sword was activated using a 3rd or 4th level spell slot, the force damage becomes 4d8, 5d10 if it was activated with a 5th or 6th level spell slot, and 6d12 if it was activated with a 7th level spell slot or higher. 
The blade emits bright light at 20 foot radius and dim light for an additional 20 feet and disappears if the sword is no longer uh, is no longer activated or if you let go of the weapon while holding the activated sword. You use the bonus action to cause the blade to vanish or reappear. Additionally, while wielding the spell blade, you know the mystical blade cantrip and can substitute the cantrip's damage and attack bonus for the damage and attack bonus of the activated spell blade, whichever is higher. Uh, the mystical blade, the, uh, the mystical blade cantrip is in the um, what's the book? Uh, arcade or uh, arcane archive from the Ar- from the arcane archive. Yes, yeah, the from the arcane archive book. Only three left. Yeah. Uh, the mastery gem is next. Uh, this cut red gemstone seems to glint with some sort of liquid inside. The gem is impervious to attacks and damaging effects. The gem contains magic absorbed from countless other sources that it used to overpower the requirements of certain item attunements. While holding the gem against another item that requires attunement by a class or race other than you, you can attune to the new item nonetheless. This new item can be neither legendary nor an artifact. The gem fuses to the surface of a new item and encases the area around it in a crystalline shell. You can unattune to the new item as normal, even if the item is cursed. Unattuning to the cursed item in this way breaks the curse's effect on you. When you unattune to the new item, the gem, deta- the de- gem detaches from the item, allowing you to use it on another item. The crystalline shell remains on the unattuned item. The crystal, the crystal absorbs uh, any of the item's magic when it is removed this way, causes the item to become mundane and non-magical once you unattune to it. It didn't seem like it was attached to anything when you found it, Kent. But it's an item that lets you overcome class requirements and things. I don't appreciate the amount of will in that in that flavor text sentence. You're muted, Jack. At the expense of resale value. <laughs> you will bend to my will. I will be your master. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next is the staff. The royal incinerator. <laughs> nice. <laughs> this crimson and gold staff next to the royal furnace. If, I just want to say if y'all had if y'all had not started talking to him first, he would have been able to do so much nasty things to you with these items. Uh This crimson and gold staff exudes authority and is always warm to the touch. While held, a moat of harmless fire sparks into life and floats above its crown-like head. The staff can be wielded as a magic quarter staff that grants plus two bonus to attack and damage rolls made with it. On a hit, the target takes an extra 1d8 fire damage. You have resistance to fire damage while you hold the staff. The staff has 15 charges for for the following properties. The staff regains 2d6 plus three expended charges daily at dawn. If you expend the last charge, roll d20. On a one, the staff erupts into a pillar of flame and is destroyed. The the, the flames erupt into a 20-foot radius cylinder that's 80 feet tall. Each creature in the area must make a DC 17 dexterity saving throw, taking 8d6 fire damage on a failed save or have as much on a successful one. Protective Flame. When a creature that you can see hits you with an attack while you're holding the staff, you can use a reaction to expend any number of charges from the staff to reduce the attack's damage against you by an amount equal to 5 times the number of charges you expend. If the attacker is within 5 feet of you, it also takes fire damage equal to the amount of damage that was reduced in this way. And spells. While holding the staff, you can use an action to expend one or more of its charges to cast one of the following spells from it, using your spell save DC and spell attack bonus. Fire shield, four charges, warm shield only. Fireball, three or more charges. Scorching ray, two or more charges. And when you cast fireball or scorching ray from the staff in this way, you can increase the spell slot level by one for each additional charge you expend. And finally, 
The Tome of Lost Knowledge. This gold-trimmed book co book's cover is embossed with a portrait of Ogden Fellweaver, a legendary wizard infamous for his ill-gotten knowledge. If you can attune to this item, you can use it as a spellbook and an arcane focus. If your attunement to the book ends, anything written in the book disappears. When you prepare wizard spells using this as your spellbook, the number of spells you can prepare increases by three. Absorb Knowledge. Immediately after a creature you can see within 60 feet of you casts a spell at first level or higher, you can use your reaction to make an Intelligence Arcana check. The DC equals 10 plus the spell's level. On success, the spell is magically added to the book for in your own notation. You must be holding the book to use this property. If the added spell is a wizard spell of a level for which you have spell slots, you can prepare the spell just like your other spells. If the spell is not a wizard spell, its notation is garbled and impossible to use. Once this property has been used, it can't be used again until a number of days equal to the spell's level have passed. Shift Knowledge While using this book as your spell book, you can replace up to three spells of your prepared spell list when you finish a short rest. Once the property has been used, it can't be used again until the next dawn. Unknown Knowledge while holding the book, you gain an action to channel its hidden knowledge. When you do, you gain proficiency in one skill or tool of your choice until the next dawn. If you're already proficient in the chosen skill or tool, your proficiency bonus is instead doubled for any ability check you make using that skill or tool. Once the property has been used, it can't be used again until the next dawn. Yes, that does stack with the Absorbed Knowledge ability. Unknown... Oh, sorry, uh, uh, that was unknown knowledge. Finally, Curse. This book is cursed. And becoming attuned to it extends the curse to you. As long as you remain cursed, you are unwilling to part with the book, keeping it within reach at all times. In addition, you are compelled to use the book as your spellbook. Each time you prepare a spell from another spellbook, you take psychic damage equal to the spell's level. Obviously, it has no spells in it. I, I want that one. <laughs> How many years have you studied? What's that? How many years have you studied arcane knowledge? Uh, are we talking arcane? I, I just opened it up. Can you can you read this passage? Uh, There's no, no, no words in it. I, I, I know. <laughs> that's, that's why I thought it would be best if I held on to it. <laughs> Well, that's certainly a bundle for you there, Ephraim. Quite a bit. Um, I don't suppose anyone else is going to object to our wizard taking this bundle of artifacts and utilizing them as a unit. I don't think so. I think that's going to get the most mileage out of them in the first place. By all means, it's, it's got your name all over it. Also, it was literally the thing that you were looking for. Yes. Um, Ithram, in, in fact, if you don't mind my saying so, it's even your color. <laughs> I should, Vespia, don't you think? Don't you think he'd look absolutely dashing in it? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Come on, put it on. Give us a little twirl. So, pointedly, uh, the, spe <laughs> the, the spell, the spell blade, um, the spell blade, the incinerator, and the tome of lost knowledge are not part of the regalia. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, and neither is the mastery gem for obvious reasons. Yeah, neither is the mastery gem or the component pack. 
But I, if anybody really wants to fight Ithram for the Spellblade, he's got a wish and knows plenty of spells that will make you disappear. <laughs> um, uh, he, he will... He hasn't unattuned to any of them yet, um, but he will take off the uh, the gauntlets and he'll set the uh, Staff of Thunder and Lightning down uh, along with the other. Perhaps you or Vespia could make, uh, looking at Titania, could make use of these uh, illusionist bracers. Uh, I don't remember what these things Double are. cantrips! Yeah, yeah double when you cantrips. cast a cantrip, you can bonus action to cast the same cantrip. That'd be real good. That'd be real good. It'd be real nice. I would um, I, I would not object, and I'm, I have an open slot because I'm getting rid of the lantern. <laughs> so, Just, uh, you're not going to be attuned to the lantern and open it and close oh. it all the time anymore? Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry, real quick. Vespia. I was just going to say, Vespia would say, uh, go ahead. To Tanya. Also, I don't think a chan does Chandler get cantrips. Yeah, I think. I think they're, they're yeah. paladin-like, aren't they? Do they? Yeah, no, they they still get cantrips. They're 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 uh their specific uh, subclasses give them cantrips. Okay, yeah, they get they get very specific selections of cantrips. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Not that I have very many useful cantrips, but Tanya's like, I'm gonna dual wield the hell out of some druid craft. Boom! <laughs> I, I was can just control say, flames. So spare the dying, 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 uh, spare the dying, spare the dying. That's <laughs> not one I have. You could also give that to you could technically give yes, it to Yes, also yes, Sin as well. That's which would let who can double up Eldritch Blast. Yeah, yeah which would let that's, Sin fire eight Eldritch Blasts that's around. That's probably better to be honest. <laughs> give it to I, the machine warlock. Well, yeah. it was that or I keep them and then I cast Mystical Blade eight times. <laughs> There's also that. <laughs> Because for those that are unfamiliar, Mystical Blade is a cantrip that basically lets you do a sword attack, and at at levels where you would increase damage die it's or beams, basically you get an melee extra attack. Melee, melee Eldritch class, yeah. yeah. Is that um, is that functionally what Kestrel was doing with those swords, the giant magical swords? No, that was animate objects, but his but a special variant for him that let him get gargantuan objects. I'm really into those big swords. If you can't tell, <laughs> we we can tell. What was the other thing you were unattuning from Ethram? It was staff the, of the thunder staff. and lightning. Yeah, staff of thunder. The thing that, that Valdeth was was mm -hmm. wielding for most of the first season. Yeah. Don't need hit, another hit, staff though. Hit him with the bonk stick. Mm -hmm. The shaky bonk. Mm-hmm. Honestly, if Vespia has an open attunement slot, she could probably make use of the Staff of Thunder and Lightning. I mean, it's worse than her current sword. It literally shoots lightning bolts and, like, detonates something. Uh, she's good with what she's got right now. Bella? Would you like a melee weapon? That shoots lightning Last bolts. I, I feel I should clarify. It is not it just does. a quarter staff. It, it also shoots lightning bolts. Yes, it does. Oh yeah, <laughs> and it's a relic of my family. So you know, yes. If that's I suppose so. Yeah, I got. I I was like before we got to the lightning bolt part, or before uh, 
Valdez reminded me of the lightning bolt part. I, I was going to say, um, my entire thing is literally staying out of the fray. If they're close enough for me to hit them with that thing, I've done several things very wrong. But with the fact that it shoots lightning in mind, yes, I will I will take that. Excellent. Like, the only other person that can make use out of it is Grummond with the fact that it's technically a monk weapon. Oh, yeah. You're Grummond. muted still, Craig. <laughs> No, I'm 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 quite all right. I I I, I, I tend to work better up close and personal anyway. So you you should take it. I think I think you'd look uh, you look uh, quite formidable with it. Seems like it might come in. Kent could also take this ancestral item from his family if he wanted. Yeah, he's already he's 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 full up on attunement slots right now. <laughs> so is Valdez, which is why she gave it away anyway. I'll take it. All Excellent. Right. So, are you going to spend a while attuning to all those items at the room? Uh, yes. Um, so what's your What's your final load? Are you Are you going to be attuning to the Tome of Lost Knowledge? No, I'm not because uh, I. It's have... empty right now. <laughs> yes, it's empty. <laughs> and the the Crystalline Chronicle that I have currently, I I, I can't afford to transfer it all over. <laughs> I like I like the idea that you're just going to be a mage with two floating spheres because you've got the chronal sphere and the crystalline chronicle, so you've just got these two. But I am floating. Yeah, I am gonna have. It's like truck song. nuts for a wither, wizard. <laughs> yeah. Oh. That, now he's regretting. You're welcome, everybody. The 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 king the mage king's regalia has been fully identified. Ithram has attuned to most of it. And you have all set about watches. So is there anything that anybody else wants to do before you go to bed? Vespia would like to speak to Ithram. Go ahead. Hey. Sorry, I'm currently sharing something. <clears throat> uh, be, before they go to bed, um, Vespia will just ask him um earlier when you were speaking with Ghent he mentioned your friend who is this uh, it was um <clears throat> uh, it was cold deer. You know of him? Does Vespia know of him? Yeah, you know, uh, Coltier is um, in the in the cosmology of Grand Terra. Uh, Coltier is one of the uh, one of the gods of the Vile Consortium. Um, I think, or is he in the or is he in the? Uh, the he neutral used sect? to be. He used to be in the neutral sect, but for he he got moved to the uh, Vile Consortium. Yeah, um, yeah, he's uh, one of the he's one of the gods of the Vile Consortium. He is the god of war, um, often mm -hmm. associated with the often associated with various uh, goblinoid races. He's formerly an arbitrator and has been moved to the Vile Consortium. I do not personally know him, but I know of him. Yes, 
not until recently. I also did not know him personally. <laughs> that was unexpected. If, if you don't mind me asking what happened. As you, by the way, as you sort of like are changing out your gear and, and disrobing your armor, um, Ithrum, because you have to not be wearing armor to get the benefits of some of those items. Yes. Um, yeah. You notice that there is a uh, Coltier's symbol has been sort of branded into your collarbone. Oh. That was the burning sensation that you felt. Yeah. One plus one equals two. You got it. <laughs> Funny how much you can't put other things together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, other things aren't as obvious <laughs> to him. But continue. would Vespia recognize that as his symbol? Um, He's... not not necessarily. A culture symbol is not one that is commonly used. Mm-hmm. But um, Ithram has had a necklace with that symbol and uh, another one since you've known him. So, like, it's not unfamiliar, it's just now it's on him instead of on his necklace. Is that new? Very. It is a gift from Coltier. I believe. That's at least his mark. Is all of this willing? Yes. Um, Before, well, before I met you and shortly after I met the rest of the Steelhearts, uh, I had a vision uh, in a similar setting where I actually had my conversation, albeit brief, with Coltier. Um, when I inquired, I was told that this may be a harbinger, a harbinger of the trials of Coltier. So, it is willing I sought this out. As you say that, as you say that out loud, you realize that brand means you have past the trials of Coltier. Yeah, we'll see if he'll fully press a hit. He'll sleep first. (laughs) Just wanted to make sure it was willing. Sometimes it's not. Yes, I know. Mortals and Gods don't always, definitely, don't always have the same. Dynamic, but this I I sought. Thank you for asking that. Thank you for answering. We should probably get some rest. Just a bit. All right. 
So you all get a long rest. Watches her head. There doesn't seem to be much life uh, in this area. So those of you that are on watch overnight, you keep an eye out the windows of this homely cottage in the middle of no- in the middle of nowhere. Um, nothing, nothing even approaches to seem interesting to seem interested. Again, spends the entire watch. He does not look out a single window. He locks eyes with that lantern and blinks as little as possible. Yeah, the, the one the one bit of malevolence in the area is in fact the lantern. <laughs> right, yeah, and he is just watching that thing like a fucking hawk. <laughs> give me a, give me a, uh, sorry, uh, Craig, we'll get to you in just a second, but Jack, give me a yeah, wisdom, yeah, save with, uh, wisdom save with uh, disadvantage. Uh, oh, Craig, okay. what were you saying? Uh, no, uh, we can do it after this. No worries. 11. Oh, God. Did you eat the hero's feast? <laughs> no. Oh, I was good. the one person who didn't. Oh, wonderful! Yeah, you, 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 you're you're trying really hard not to blink, and you're very exhausted from the fight. Mm-hmm. So you do occasionally nod off, just like do that that sort of like mm-hmm. nod. Yep, the head jerk. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And during one of those, you swear you saw that thing move. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, Craig, Drummond, uh, I realize uh, you're trying to be exceptionally quiet right now, but uh, did that lantern has it always been sitting exactly there? I well, I, I think what happens here is is Gent <laughs> turns for maybe the first time to reach out to Grumman. <laughs> Grumman's not there. Grumman's outside. <laughs> okay, <laughs> turn to look, Fantastic. and Grumman's not there. Fuck. Mm. <laughs> oh my god, the lantern got him. Uh, yeah, no, it's the point. He's like, well, it was bound to happen at some point. <laughs> so where is Grummond right now, Craig? Uh, just outside, sort of on patrol, strolling around, um, you know, no no sleeves, hands tucked into his pocket. He's, he's curious if anything is approaching the cottage um, mm-hmm. and also would like to see if there are any lights or other signs of life from that city to the south. Yeah, go ahead and give me a perception check. Okay. <laughs> Five. Natural one. It, mostly right now, the only thing that's going through your head are the lyrics to Snowblind. Because uh, a blizzard has settled in, uh, which has made visibility basically nil. Um... The only light in the area is from it coming from the the house. And in fact, you're pretty certain that you probably can't even be seen from inside the house if someone were to be looking out. Okay. Um, you do, however, hear a chair shuffle and someone go fuck from inside the house. I, I'm running back inside, all so, burst in, covered in snow. Gent, uh, hey, what sort of thing going on? You all right? Just like bursting in, covered. It looks a little bit like a, a tiny just, just, little a yeti. snowman. Just a little yeah. yeti burst in the front door. Oh, <clears throat> would have sworn you were dead. All right. No, not yet. That, that happens sometimes when I go asleep, but I don't think I nodded off quite yet. Hey, everything all right? I heard the commotion. I thought you were still sitting there. 
gestures no. at a chair like 15 feet away. Uh, no, no. I went out to stretch my legs, take a look, see if anything was, you know, creeping up on us from the outside. It's blowing up a, a real bad one out there, though. Couldn't spot a damn thing. Hmm. How many times have you stolen things, Drummond? Uh, I mean significant things. I'm not talking about, you know, muffins when your mother wasn't looking. Oh, I've got some scars to show you in that regard, but uh, I, I'm, if I'm honest with you, getting to an idea uh, here or there throughout the uh, decades of running the business, but uh, not much beyond that. Hmm. All right. I'm considering a heist. Oh, that sort of thing. Yes. Never done it, but it always sounded a lot of fun. All right. What are we heisting? The plunder of the hells. That's about what I thought you were going to say, to be honest. Hmm. What's the plunder of the hells? Soul coins, specifically. Ah, hmm. uh, right, the ones we're going to make into bullets. That's correct. Hmm. I'd like to have more than two shots. Hmm. Are these, uh, these aren't the ones that uh, young Scuzz in there has got uh, around his neck and on his fingers and such like, as I'm assuming. As far as I know, those are a bit different. Hmm. That's good. I wouldn't want to steal from yeah, any one of ours, but uh, you're talking about uh, actual literal hills then. Stealing oh, indeed. Demons or devils or I can never keep them straight. Well, one of the benefits on that would be we're likely to be confronting any of them in one of the few places where they might be mortal. So... Hmm? Sounds. I mean, that's. I suppose that's. Nobody could object to going in and doing that sort of thing. But uh, right, the soul coins that could be useful. Um, John, do I know of any? Um, send. Excuse me. Um, do I know of any um, infernal cuisine? Any rumors? Give me a cooking utensils check with uh, intelligence. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, that should still be a positive that. modifier. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm just going to roll a d20. Uh, it'll, be a, a, it'll be at plus five. Nine. Um, any check made using cook's utensils within the cottage has advantage on the roll. Technically, mm. this is being made using cook's utensils, so we're only in. Well, 12. That was uh, a that D12 use roll. Oh. Well, so, <laughs> by the transitive property, that's a 20. Um, alright, that'll, yeah, 22. Okay. So, the 22... I mean, 
You know there's a group of people called Fiend Hunters, and you imagine they probably have cooked demon at some point, but you don't know any recipes specifically, but you could always try, you could always experiment. Uh, less, less, you know, eating demons and more finding things that demons make to eat or devils ah, make. Nothing, nothing specific. Dev uh, demons and devils don't really require nourishment. Um, neither do I. So they don't have cuisine. Okay. Um, you probably don't. a couple of them that do, but it's like this really weird hobby, and the other demons kind of yeah, look at them yeah, sideways. Like, <laughs> any, like any any demonic chefs are going to either be mortals that happen to have packs with demons, or like it's a very specific hobby. Okay. And more right, often I, than not, right. probably involves the flesh of the living. Sure. Um, all right. Yeah. So um, Grumman just sort of is, is nodding and says, "Hey, well, I mean, it's." It's on the list, and it's, I mean, it's all about saving the world, isn't it? So, I count me in. Let me know what I can do, Kent. I'm here to Listen, you haven't lived until you tried my hellfire empanadas. <laughs> empanadas. I mean, uh, now, I need to, now I need to come up with who the devil is that, oh, no, I know who cooks food. No, I know who it is now. <laughs> I fiery? No, 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 no. I've okay. already met him. Um, <laughs> fuck that guy. Anyways, Gent just kind of fades back into silence, and then is still eyeballing that lantern. Hard. By, the second, by the time second watch comes around, Gent's asleep in the chair. Uh, who wakes Gent up? Uh, Valdez was going to take second watch, presumably with Titania. Yeah. yeah. Hi. So, Grumman will, Grumman will come gently knock on the door. Um, Gents, uh, Gents fell asleep. I thought it, uh, it probably might prefer it if you all uh, were to wake him. I got a better idea, Valda says as she well, walks over to Gent. He's, he's definitely like, like, you know, feet planted either side of the chair, leaning back, gun in hand, like head down on chest. Valdez is going to very carefully lift Ghent and the chair. Make an athletics check. With my advantage from my uh, ring of the set, uh, oh. ring of the Minotaur. Oh, yeah. if you already have advantage. I, I was going to say, uh, Grumman will happily assist if you'll let him. Also, I should point out that I have a carrying capacity of a, of a creature a size larger than me, so I can lift things as if I was a large creature. Make the roll. So, athletics. 30. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, no, like a ba like a baby's crib. You just lift him, chair and all, <laughs> and just carry him into the room and set him down. the The jostle from the chair being set down does wake you up, Gent. Okay, you wake up in a, um, in a different room. How is she carrying the chair? From the front or the back? Uh, probably, like, literally almost bridal style. Like, one hand under the seat of the chair and one hand, like, cr cradling the back of the chair, like, at a slight angle. And then just, like, sets it down. I'm gonna roll a d4. <laughs> <laughs> Two, which would be... All right, so, yeah. The gun just goes to the left and fires. <laughs> <laughs> Just shit hits a wall. <laughs> what? 
I was oh, trying oh, not oh. to. I was trying not to wake you, but next time, just wake me up, love. I'm... I feel. I feel like that same gunshot would have gone off if I'd woken you up. No, because I would have not been in unfamiliar environs. That where are we? In your room. Ghent has not been upstairs in this place yet. <laughs> is, is the door oh. open or closed? It's probably still a, open because she probably opened it. Oddly, open. though, like Grumman, you didn't hear a gunshot. Oh, okay. Nobody, <laughs> nobody else did either. <laughs> well insulated walls here. It's meant to be very cozy. Mm-hmm. In oh, any sun. event, your shift's over. Go get some sleep. The bed's right there. Right. He holsters the gun, walks over to the bed, does not take off any, just face down. Walks back out. Just <laughs> yeah, that's one of the things. He's very jumpy. He is. As we're walking downstairs, uh, we'll loop my arm into yours. Lean. We're not. I can't remember. We're not that significantly different in height because no, you're very short for an elf, and I'm very tall works. for a dwarf. It's not a height difference. Uh, Sin came and asked you about the thing because of Galadier. I. I thought so. But if I'm but if I'm guessing right, you don't want to use the thing anyway. It I started on like that process to become god godly or whatever and it was painful and it hurt and I felt very sick and it wasn't good for me. Mm -hmm. Well, to fill you in at least on the full details, the thing we're going to see and observe its impact to get the full measure of it is the thing that Galadir is keeping in place on his tower. I saw a glimpse of it. And Galadir as powerful as he is, is slowly dying. And if he dies, whatever that is gets loose. When? Presumably when he dies. Yes, I'm saying it's a when. Yeah. It's not an if. Well, that's the reason Sin came to me first, knowing that I would be the most likely to understand the situation and see it logically. We need the, if this threat is as large as Sin makes it, and I think it might be, then we would need the ritual of apotheosis not for you, but for Galadir, to keep him from dying and keep that seal in place. Or for Sin, or... I don't think Sin wants that kind of annoyance. I don't think being uh, all the power that comes with being a god I don't think it's the thing that Sin would enjoy doing 
Okay. I'm still annoyed that you didn't want to tell the rest of the group or like say things when we were there. I still don't know if I believe it. Okay. I don't want to start throwing around plans and ideas for something that I'm not sure I'm fully behind. Uh Uh-huh. Which is why I want to see it first. But we also all deserve to know what we're walking into and all of that. And you're... You are carrying all of this like you are the only one who can carry it. That is not the case. I'm well aware. We're very good at this. We're magnificent. I'm more just... I don't want to get everyone's hackles up for nothing. I don't want to put this idea in everyone's head if it's not something I think we're going to have to carry through with. Mm Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I'm just saying you don't have to carry all of this all by yourself. Okay? All right. Okay. Also, I'm a little worried about Gant. As am I. He's been... Twitchy. Very. It reminds me... You didn't... I've known him for longer than you have. Mm-hmm. His... I mean, I don't, like, have a lot. His uncle did stuff. It it does remind me a little bit of when we first met. Not quite the same, but there was that same kind of hesitance to look at or trust anyone. I'm just worried if he becomes... I don't know. I just wanted to tell you. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm looking out for it too. Good. I like the snow. It's very nice. I like the temperature. I've always really enjoyed the mixture of heat and cold rather than entirely in one or the other. The the constant sensation of cold and hot meeting around you. Do you think there are volcanoes up here? Because that would be like, kind of, same same sort of thing. Mm, maybe. We could honeymoon there. <laughs> and Titania's just gonna keep going on, kind of. Oh yeah. Chit chatting. Through, oh yeah, through idle watch. conversation. Veldeth is Veldeth is like me, the kind of person who would ride in the middle of winter with the heat on, but the windows rolled down. Ah. I also do that. Um. So, second watch passes. Whomsoever takes third watch, do you do anything with it? Mm, I wasn't. I wasn't planning to do anything specific. No. 
And we'll say Sin and Scuzz take it. And uh, all of you... <laughs> all of Sounds you get good. your long rests. Yay, oh, hit points. <laughs> <laughs> what are the... Um, Goodbye, Big How do hit points work? Can I mute? Uh, no, I didn't. Nope. Um, you regain all of your hit points, and you regain oh, cool. up to half of your hit dice on long rest. If you spent, if you spent any on like short rests or any features that use them, right? I don't think we took any of those. <laughs> Weird, huh? It was just fucking boss rush time yesterday. <laughs> Look, we had four hours for the raid. Yep. <laughs> no wipes. No wipes. That's true. true. <laughs> World first, baby. No deaths at all. Two of you had to use combat res. No deaths at all. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't say no deaths. We said no wipes. <laughs> yeah, Gent will get up in the morning and see if he has to fix up hole in the... No, actually, he'll just go straight to Vespia and apologize for putting a bullet hole in her in her cottage. Weirdly, there's no bullet hole in your cottage. He didn't Sorry. check. Sorry about your chest. <laughs> he specifically didn't put it, phrase it that way. I did. I know. You know Vespia would like it if you phrased it oh, that way. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, she's probably just in her room waking up. Okay, well, he'll wait until she's actually awake and out then. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not going to be like, Kush! put on some clothes, it's room, I need to talk to your girlfriend. <laughs> not in my house. <laughs> my, room. <laughs> my room, I set the dress standard. <laughs> but yeah, she'll come out. Okay go to get food at some point. Oh, no. There was a firearms discharge last night and I uh, put a bullet in the wall of one of the rooms. I do apologize. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> Excellent. I've done so much worse in here. I believe it. <laughs> How close to the room is that? <laughs> <laughs> this is down in like the main oh, area. Uh, I think yeah, we're all like mind. eating like... food and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Well, like, she would probably come out with Ithram, so... Yeah. If, if Grumman can hear that, he just goes, worse or better? It depends. Little of both. It just gives you a smile and a thumbs up. Uh, Thaldus, do you mind if I borrow some money? And, um, Ithram, can I see that, uh... The component, component pouch? Pack. Yeah. Yes. Hand it over. Thanks. And, uh... And it looks a little weirded out that someone has asked for money and it wasn't from him. <laughs> I know you're broke. <laughs> He's um, not broke! <laughs> I need... Do you have 15... Uh, 1,500 gold? That would be almost yes, all of I his do. gold. Or do you want to save it? I can just save I I I, I can co I can cover this one just fine. All right, if you. There we go. I will I will give fifteen hundred gold 
Thank you. I, uh, and then an extra five for the for the fee. To, to Daniel, if you need anything, I've got um, starts going through his pockets. Uh, one platinum, and uh, I've got uh, about thirty some gold, um, some traveler's checks. Um, <laughs> ain't that useful? Oh, um, gosh, thank you. Um, I think this will this will this will work for me though. Thank All you. Right. Of course. Mm-hmm. Well. I have to make a mini of Ithram in the the regalia, and I will put put the money in there and pull out a what it, what is this specific component uh, a chain circlet. Yeah, you say you say the, the the spell name shape change and pull out yes. a circlet. Uh-huh. Uh huh. you know what you should do. I just Ooh. had a thought. What's that again? Well, if. With currency being, you know, a means of exchange and that sort of thing, and you being such an expert in the culinary arts, uh, find a bunch of people who are interested in eating at various locations across the world, and then make a network of, say, chefs or businesses that provide that sort of regional cuisine, um, and then get them all organized so that people who are members of this little club, I suppose, can go and dine at these various establishments. And if they have a little, I don't know, give them a card or make this sort of an international club of diners or something like that. And uh, might be worth pursuing. I don't know. Just an idle thought that uh, occurred to me. Oh, it's not a bad idea. I'll pass it along to the kids back home. But uh, you know me, I'm I'm retired at this point, just enjoying the travel. I just... Uh, well, I didn't. I didn't bring as much as I ought to have, I suppose. But uh, it doesn't seem like the Steelhearts go about getting paid so often. We haven't done any contractual work for the, the, more than a year at this point. Yes, yeah. I, I, I think the last time any of us goes, was got got paid, in fact, was when I got paid by Ithram when we first met. It's been a while. It's been a while since. It's been a while since there was a mercenary board that we could actually get work from, to be quite fair, considering it's been a year since Tiram, the place that we got most of our work from, was invaded by demons. Well, if we're lucky, this lichyard will have some reserve funds, and we'll be able to liberate those. Assuming they haven't been turned into metal. You can always go do some mercenary work in core if you want. that kind of metal. (laughs) I can get up to a challenge 18 creature. Fuck yeah. Y'all. Oh, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> you can literally turn into an Anything. angel if you want. Can't be construct or undead, but it can be anything else. Oh, boy. <laughs> this, this is, this is going to go. Hi. There, there are so several varieties ways. of angel you can turn into. Ooh. Anything that you've seen or aware I don't want to be an angel. Okay. Where I played with you in enough games and watched you in even more, especially changeling, to be worried when you smile like that. <laughs> It's a girl. Let's see here. So. You have all awakened from your long rests. You are now in a cottage that is half buried in snow on a plateau. The blizzard has stopped and there is a demon lantern at the front door. I 
I, I should I should point out though, based on, on that previous exchange between Ithrim and Ghent, ICOD does not sound as good of an acronym. Uh, what what Jack was referring to was Diners Club. Yeah, right. I know, but he said an international club of diners, and so that's because it's Diners <laughs> Club International is the full name of the thing. Yeah, I know, but you put it in that <laughs> order, and you just think IHOP and <laughs> I... ICOD. Oh. The interplanar house of pancakes. <laughs> what was your iPod? You 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 have an idea, but I have I have um iPod, iPod, iPod actually technically iPod uh, yeah no, uh, interplanar house of pancakes so it'd be it'd be uh hip hop hip hop um anyway I love hip hop music. <laughs> <laughs> there we go full circle. I don't know the specifics of it myself. I have not found a copy to transcribe. Um, But there is a spell when you wish to hide something or someone from prying eyes uh, indefinitely. Um, Basically casting the spell sequester. Okay. Do you know enough about it? Have you told us about your wish? No. <laughs> okay, never mind. Um, okay. Um, well, in the meantime, I can stone shape, um, so I could, I could make a hole in stone five feet and place it there. Nothing. I mean, the only thing that was... could potentially yeah. know where we went, and they were kind of busy to be honest, were the warring armies outside, and none of them were there when we left. Yes. It was... uh, That was one of my thoughts, either burying it fairly deep uh, with this spell Mm -hmm. placed upon it, or if you uh, were to encase it in stone of some sort, and then launched it into the ocean. I'd I'd recommend I, some I, I'd recommend somewhere that isn't going to be discovered by future explorers because now that this place exists on the map again, people are going to find it again. Cody, before I, you I, try to launch it into the ocean, I will point you to the last sentence of the sequester spell. I have to I'd, check it again. I'd be careful about oceans. I, I'll I'll tell you, living in a fairly magically inclined or at least adventurously inclined city by the sea, you'd be surprised how often somebody takes uh, some sort of magical ring or cursed weapon or whatever and throws it into the depths of the ocean and then the next day you're frying up a bit of fish for your supper and there it is, turning up again. Damn thing's been eaten and washed up ashore. Oh. We also have to remind you all about the last scene of the first version of Jumanji. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I mm-hmm. can, I can set. No, it's the oh, no. spell ends if it takes any damage. The spell also ends if the target takes any damage. If you hurl it into the sea and it takes damage from that kind of drop. Especially being oh, okay. encased yeah. in a stone coffin. It's a hell of a way to waste a ninth level spell. <laughs> not um, not like a hollow ball with it rattling around inside like some as far yeah, as exactly. we're aware the only thing that you can throw five and a half miles and not injure very much is a werewolf <laughs> <laughs> and that's only when Jack's running the game 
If I was running the game, I'd be dead. I know. Grumment, um, I just you like you know if like a monkey's paw just sort of showed up, I would definitely avoid that. Uh, that principle. Well, right, uh, damn, damn tough things to to uh, to cook to a point where they're tender. I agree with you. Mm. Very okay. leathery. Not a not lot of meat on them, and the hair. Ugh. Anyway, I would suggest probably burying it somewhere out in the middle of the snow wastes, rather than uh, anywhere near this kingdom. Yeah, I can do that. Okay. If you like, want to start traveling and like stop halfway in the middle of nowhere and then bury this thing and then continue on. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Should we do windwalk and then? Aye. Yeah. Just someone keep an eye. We'll keep an eye on the sun, and then when we're halfway there, I'll stop and do it. Okay. So uh, you're going to you're going to turn the ghost lantern into mist. <sighs> oh, if that's a good idea or not, Titania would have no idea. Um. Can we walk for a bit until we're at least out of sight of this kingdom and then bury no, it I'm, and then we walk? I'm, I'm just asking if Titania's wanting to turn the lantern to mist. It's an object. Um, yeah, it is. Let, it is an object. Let's walk for a bit and bury it somewhere out of sight of this kingdom before we okay. win walk then. I'll pick it up. <laughs> well, this is like, I don't know why, but I sent somebody smiling at me from somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> This is me. This is this is me saying it. You're not doing this to us again, goddammit. <laughs> I'll pick up the lantern. Let's start going. Look, yeah. Any um. Any We've turned the lantern into mist once your before. DM says something, ask you a question. Once your DM asks you a question like that, the answer is no. The answer is always no. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. I'm not Some, doing that. I am absolutely not doing that. Sometimes the answer should be yes, though. Um, I mean, mm-hmm. turned it into mist before the the mm-hmm. there was a there was a spirit trapped inside it before too. It didn't yeah, but not a god spirit. Okay, let's walk. Demigod, um, immortal titan thing. Does anybody, uh, uh, Vespia, do you pack up the the uh, the cottage? Yes. Yeah, sure. Vespia, what happens to things that you leave inside the cottage? They stay in there till next time. Could we just leave the lantern inside? I don't trust anything that changes I... the exact configuration of that lantern right now. I would I, I, I would rather not carry it in the, the little cottage box with me. Alright, no problem. I can carry it. I don't want any surprises when I bring this back out again. Of course. <laughs> Everyone bundled up, and Tanya's gonna head outdoors without her cloak, because Scus has it. I do like the idea of leaving the lantern in the cottage, and then next time we open it, uh, the Titan is in there wearing a frilly apron. Harvard biscuits. <laughs> I have a new butler. Excellent. I don't. Yeah, you can't. You actually, you can't. You can't dismiss the cottage until it's empty. So anything that you bring in there, you uh, have to take uh, out. Regardless. I, I, I'm sorry, I had that wrong. Okay. Yeah. So say the command word. Cottage shrinks down, and this time it's a, it's much brighter now. 
Um, uh, so you all have a little bit better sight, and you, all of you, as the cottage shrinks, can see uh, the spires of some sort of city to the south. Huh. Yeah, let's get out of sight of that before we bury this. The plateau is still entirely silent. We should come back and have a look at some point, though, once all this is over. Definitely. But because this place now exists again, explorers are going to find it, and I don't want this buried anywhere someone could stumble across. I do love the idea that, yes, we've buried this directly on the doorstep. They come overland, and the first thing they find... Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, a ghost lantern. It's been left behind. Let's see. Boom. Start I, trudging. Mm-hmm. I... I I just want to bring up, it's not, I'm not pushing for it, but if you're not comfortable carrying it, I, I'm happy to carry it. I've got it. This, I, right. put, I put it in this lantern. Yeah. And any of us would be willing to carry it, but Titania wants to carry it, so that's I, ju- I just wanted to put it out there. Mm-hmm. Here, Appreciate if you it. can hold my staff. Uh, Both? Isn't the staff the thing that's giving you resistance to cold right now? Um, I'm still attuned to it, though. I don't know, like, how that rules works, but if, if I can have, like, Grumman carry it as we're all walking together. No, uh, uh, right, yeah. like an umbrella. Yeah. No, I've got it. <laughs> He's sort of, like, following behind you, holding it over your head. It does. Oh, Mike. Played <laughs> on it. Maybe not over my head. Why does Gint keep telling me I'm in shot? <laughs> I'm I'm gonna try and find a place that looks like it has stone underneath it, not dirt, and is fairly remote, not like traveled even by like a lot of animal traffic, that type of thing. So this entire plateau is stone okay. effectively okay, at the moment. Cool. Uh, so just find have... a remote location that is not yep. traveled by anything. Uh-huh. And not near any like routes that someone would take to get to the kingdom. Yep. I understand your meaning, even though technically this entire place is a remote location that nobody travels. Yeah, you know what I mean, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, go ahead and make me a survival check. Okay. I will assist. Thank you. Because we're both looking for this. Yeah. Can I make sure we're not being nice. followed by anything? Sure, give me a perception check. That would be just would... great if we're not burying it somewhere where something's like, mm, don't mind if I do. Well, I was I'm gonna absolutely say... going to do that as well. Yeah, I was gonna follow, I was gonna bring up the rear and use shape water to put the snow back to ma- erase our erase our footprints. Pretty much. I, I got a nineteen. I, I would like Annabelle <laughs> to see through time and space as she do. Wait for Annabelle's perception check. Sorry, my my thing is glitching. Okay, let's try this. Uh, I, I gotta close my sheet and open it back up. It's doing well, while we're waiting for that, um, with a 19 on survival, uh, Titania, you do find a, a small little section. Uh, effectively, you fa- you move over to the edge of the uh, plateau and look down, and you actually see sort of this very sharp drop. Uh, looks like the uh, this 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 section of the land um, is a couple hundred feet above sea level. 
So it's a pretty steep drop, just straight down into rocks below, and you you, that, you now realize that this is where you heard the the, the crashing of waves earlier, um, was just that far hey, down. Um, the sea around this area seems to be particularly roiling and upset at having suddenly a landmass that wasn't really here earlier now in its presence. I'm sure that had I'm sure that hasn't had any disastrous effects on the coastline. Um. But uh, you you find a spot sort of along that edge where very few people would want to stand for very long. Um, where it seems like a good spot where you could like sink a hole. Um, with a twenty-five perception from Ghent, nineteen perception from Grumman, a twenty-five perception from Annabella. Uh, there is nothing living on this plateau except you all. Not a thing following you. Not a thing observing you. What about undead? Not a thing ambient or mobile or anything. This entire plateau didn't exist until very short, until a very short period of time ago. And just had to ask because you specifically said living. Yeah. Nothing is here. All right. Let's plant this. Time bomb. Okay. Um, and I'll use I'll cast stone shape. As I reach into the stone, my hands sink through, and she like pulls aside part of it and places the lantern down below, five feet. Hey, while you do that, or while you're digging the hole, he'll take the lantern and I will use my ninth level wish to recreate the sequester spell. Uh, do you want to do that uh... If you use wish to replicate a spell, it doesn't have the other, the, the backlash effects. What I'm, what I'm trying to say is, do you want to do you want to use it to do that before it's in the hole? Or wait until it's in the hole and then cast sequester on it? It probably be- well. It doesn't matter if it goes in before or after. Uh, I'm holding it, <clears throat> and then I can just hand it to her. Even I mean, though it becomes invisible, so yeah. So you can still feel it, just won't be able to see it. Yeah, but yeah. all right. Do you set any additional conditions on it? You don't have to, and if you do, the condition will be fulfilled. I mean, yeah, but there's a, a a dumb part of me that wants to go. Yeah, when he learns his lesson. <laughs> <laughs> when no, he's I'm nice, I, I'm, I'm not, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when he's a nice person, uh, learns to bake muffins. <laughs> no, no, you can. There's some immediately real shit that know how to bake yeah. muffins. Yeah. I should, know if y'all, I, hobbies. I should know if y'all wanted to, you know, come back at some point to kill him properly. Uh, or use him for something else. No, I'm not going to set any other conditions. Okay. I don't ever want him coming back. Fair. So yeah, you sequester the, uh, the item, put it in the ground, cover it up. It is now embedded in the stone. I'm sure this will not have any negative consequences for the environment whatsoever. 
Oh yeah, no, I'm sure that this place is not like geologically active. There's never going to be an earthquake here. That is a later problem. <laughs> Zero percent problem. chance somebody's eight year old trips over it and you know I mean, it's, 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 it's embedded in the ground, so when, and it, and it can't be searched I, for. Right. You, Let's handle one apocalypse at a time. Quite Why? So. You haven't done that so far. <laughs> <laughs> so, you have sealed away, you have sequestered away the lantern in which contains the immortal spirit of the dread titan, Mediri. And turn your sights to the north or to the south? To the north. Northeast. Mm-hmm. Turn your sights to the north. See before you rolling snowy wasteland of Eastfeld. Knowing that somewhere out there there is a tower that an old wizard is in. Probably watching you. Roving tribes of the <laughs> plains people that live in Eastfeld off the scarce resources. And yet further to the north, an ancient lichard that Valdeth seems very intent on going to. And with these ideas in your head, these destinations in front of you, and a forsaken kingdom at your back, that is where we will end for the week. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye. 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 Goodbye.